And as one wit has observed, nobody will ever win the battle of the sexes. Too much fraternizing with the enemy. Almost positive is meant for another audience. Almost positive may contain sexually oriented content. Politically oriented content. And unethically oriented content. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Almost Positive with Van Rollington and Sir Rollington. That's uh, <laughs> that's Iggy Pop, bro, and you know that's I think off of the same album that the fucking uh, the pussy walk thing, the pussy walk. No, no, it's actually a different album. Oh, okay, but you know we played him on the pervert jukebox. I don't need my pussy tax. That's true. We learned that last week. No, we learned that last week. It was a, quite an episode last week. Pussy well, tax. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we don't want pussy tax. Yeah. She was explaining to us. She gave some really good analogies. When you go into McDonald's, do you ask for a McNugget before you buy a four piece? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it, dude. Do you know? Yeah. All right, Fucking. Um. She'll. She'll be back on. We had her last week, and she. She put us on to one of her friends who will be on this episode. So. So today. In studio, we have Lane, who's one of Van's friends. Hello. Hello. And she's sorry. Are you are you an expert at anything? Oh, dude. Okay, so we're starting now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. This is <laughs> oh, why didn't anyone tell me? Oh, yeah, my bad. We started. Oh, fuck. Hey. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. What's up? What's the question? Right, you're a resident bass player. My resident bass player, yes. Yeah, you're our, you're our special bass expert. <laughs> we like to make everyone experts here, and people no, don't no, like no, that. No, no. Carlos doesn't like that. I don't want to be an expert. You're yeah, everyone always says that. You're an environmental expert. It's a lot no. of pressure, right? You don't want to do that? Our Ben Shapiro expert? Those no. are all terrible. Those are all terrible. <laughs> yeah. Man, it just feels like no matter where you get at, you realize you know so little. Instead of knowing, mm-hmm. you learn so much more. That's true. That's so you're if you're like, smart. man, I can never really be an expert. That's if you're smart. But if you're not smart, then you'll just be like, yeah, I'm a fucking genius. Check it out, guys. <laughs> and uh, at some point, we have our friend Andy, who's, who's running late. Fashionably late. Yeah. And uh, do do we, do, do we, if that's it, just our friend Andy. We've known him for a very long time. He's a very colorful guy. Where'd you guys meet him from? High, High school. school. High school. Yeah, he's yeah. really colorful. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> uh, i've known him for like what like over 10 years i guess yeah damn okay wow <laughs> wait what does he look like no he's wait beautiful. i can't disclose that here <laughs> yeah he's beautiful you'll see him where when... does he live by what's <laughs> his address <laughs> what's his phone social number? security, social security tell me. you'll know when you see him that yeah. it's him um and then later on in the show for a very special segment where we're, we, we're gonna we're gonna really dive into uh feminism and uh men's rights 
<laughs> How dare you? But we're going to have Toby Nixon. He's actually <clears throat> someone I met on Facebook. And he's an author. And uh, men going their own way. He could be our consultant, our expert in men going their own way. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Which I'm not. I'm vaguely, vaguely familiar with. Uh, Did you end up watching the thing I sent you? About what? Um, it was like an episode of Murdoch Murdoch where they come no, and make towns. No, okay. I, <laughs> you gotta watch. Send me a lot of you send me a lot of things, and then you're like, "Why didn't you watch it?" Yeah, it's true. Well, it's what we do, bro. It's our relationship holds together strong. And then uh, we'll also have Becca Sin. She is a sex worker from fucking Las Vegas. Um, she's a pretty badass chick. She's got a lot of uh, law knowledge, a lot of legal knowledge. So she'll be able to tell us about the legalizing so cool. and decriminalizing. And uh, she's been a sex worker. I think she said for 10 years. I'd have to go back on my messages. But uh, so she's going to be on. And uh, cool. we're hoping to get some good, healthy discourse between our guests. So we could resolve some of these gender issues that we're plagued with, you know. You have to resolve gender issues? That's what we're here to do, man. Oh, shit. Slowly our show is becoming very more big-brained. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's what happens with bands. You know how, like, bands will... Like, Metallica <laughs> yeah. and every other band, they release, like... Even Slipknot. Fucking... I yeah. hate Slipknot for this. Oh. It's like, here's two, three badass, raw, gritty, heavy, fucking badass albums... Then we're going to try to get all melodic because we've grown as artists. And we're going to fucking have harmony and all this other bullshit. And that's what we're doing here. Oh, they learn music theory? Yeah, that. Okay. So we're getting smart on the show. But, uh, but yeah, so we're going to get into we're gonna get into that. We're going to talk about BLM, Antifa, the history of sex work in America, decriminalizing versus legalizing. Mm -hmm. um human trafficking seems that human trafficking has been pretty consistent bro for the last 10 episodes or something uh, how dare you thought you were passionate about this oh session. i'm very passionate about all it. right just making sure no, he's not. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um and then we'll get into the news man we'll get back into fucking your boy mr rittenhouse we'll get into uh children are being assaulted for being trump supporters so that's kind of weird <laughs> that's that's crazy dude uh, Chicago fucking street gangs are on some warrior shit. It sounds like a really, really good packed show. Can you dig it? <laughs> That's my shit. Fucking and a guy's flying in a jetpack, and Ron Jeremy is uh, twenty times more of a pervert rapist than we thought he was um, a couple months ago. You gonna kill Ron Jeremy? Fuck it. Go ahead. <laughs> Man, what a guy, dude, Ron Jeremy. I wish. You know, it's like, how many more people is going to be like, oh, yeah, he was cool until we found out he's a rapist? That seems to be the story with everybody. It's all like, you know, we didn't know. There were signs. No, everyone we... fucking always knows. <laughs> there were signs, but we never really paid attention. Uh, rape associates. Yeah. Rape acquaintances. Rape apologists. Yeah. Because uh. everyone knows. Everyone always knows. And it's always like, oh, well, there were rumors. It's like, all right. But you didn't take them seriously? Yeah, well, I mean, no, I mean, you know, yeah. I guess I, not. I have like this theory: is like once you hear like at least more than three times from three different sources, then you you can, should know. Yeah, you should know. yeah, like oh, we've heard from three different people that this dude's fucking misshapen penis. He likes to beat it by yeah. pot flowers and shit by by plant. One or fucking, two, it's you know somebody you know trying to trash you, 
two is all like that's a friend of somebody. Three is three is like a good number. Yeah. yeah. If you've been accused of rape three times here at Almost Positive, we will probably disavow. Actually, that is a rule. In, yeah, you can't uh, be on our show if you've been in uh, some Middle Eastern law where they need three women to basically um, accuse you of the same crime before it's taken seriously. Because Jesus. that's the value of women in that culture. Hell that's yeah. fucked up. Bro, you got to respect culture, man. You got to respect culture. That's so respect fucked up. You sound xenophobic right now. <laughs> I respect it. Oh, okay. My bad. I admire so okay it. Let's have that? some Sharia law here in the United States. Mm. I hear they're trying to do it in Minnesota. Yummy. That's what they were trying to do in France, but we'll talk about that later, man. Mary, speaking of French people, actually, I don't know if we've been downloaded in France. But we've have been we? downloaded. We've been downloaded a hundred. No, thousand. I'm pretty sure we got downloaded by some frogs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we did a tribute to, to yeah. the French people. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking dumb as fuck. Anyway, so the French, um, what about the French? Oh, no, yeah, we've been downloaded a thousand th- times. A thousand Yay. times. That's, uh, that's, that's an accomplishment. You know? Yeah, and it's all for the children. You know, hashtag save the children. Save the children. Save the children. Save yeah. the babies. But isn't that bad hashtag save the children? Isn't it? Uh, apparently, it's banned on uh, Facebook, and I can already see our uh. guest uh, walking in through my window. Oh, you saw? Yeah, yeah, we have our. So he should be arriving anytime soon. Uh, he's gonna intrude. Should I play him in? He's coming in through the him. back door. Yeah, play him in. <laughs> you didn't get another song for him. This is good enough. Jeez. Sorry, Andy. It's very oh, catchy. Yeah. See? Yeah. What up? There he is. Hey. Jump on, dude. Let's go. We're doing this. My life. Oh, yeah. It's the rhythm of the night. Right, he's not even ready. He's, oh. He's, what is it? You got to get some beer. You got some beer. You want a shot? No. No shot? No, I worked here to do it. We, we, we already poured you a shot. No, no, I can't do shots. No shots? You already know this. I can't do All, right. All right, fine. Hi, Lane. Andy. Oh, look at Lane, that. that's oh. Andy. Andy, that's Lane. Should I keep this part in? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're recording, by right. the way. Say hi, Andy. You Hello. know, we started about 15 minutes ago, so. It's all good. Fashionably late. Yes. Except we did oh, say that you were fashionably late. late. Here, hold yeah. the mic. Hold the mic like that. Hold the mic. It's like, got to be right up in your face. You've had things there before. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, Mario. Don't worry. He does this to Mario. To, to this Carlos. is the reason why I didn't want to come. This is Mario's homophobic bullshit. You put him on blast. He was really upset when when Emma told the story about him keeping his kid his cat litter for like a couple months after his cat had died. Yeah. He, he was upset when she told that story. So should I How say what, what what happened yesterday? Oh, he's my Mexican maid. <laughs> I have him clean my shit. It's disgusting. <laughs> Listen, you know dude. when you leave water. In the dish for so long, it's just smelling. Yeah. Yeah, I threw up. That's life. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you threw up, dude. It's disgusting. That's bro. fucked up. The, it, you know what? Ron Jeremy's apartment is probably. Oh god. Have you look Google that shit? It looks like your place. We should do is this Mario's apartment or Ron Jeremy's apartment? Oh, instead of India or Mexico? <laughs> yeah, dude. I guess. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so um, anyway, we I had a public service announcement. Oh. Go ahead. And uh, some might say that as a as a privileged white male, which I'm I'm not white, but you know, I shouldn't have as a straight as a hetero straight dude cisgender. Mm. I shouldn't have opinions about this, but as public service announcement about people starting OnlyFans pages. Mm-hmm. 
Think why, of, why are you laughing? <laughs> think at about it. Think about it. And also remember the market as a as a professional pervert, right? I could tell you that if I was soliciting only fans, you think you would get followers? No, soliciting, bro. <laughs> if I was a fucking you know a coomer, is that what they call them? They call them coomers. coomers. Yeah. If I was a coomer, I would not pay for your shit if you wait, wait. You know what, how many tens? What's a coomer? A coomer is is a dude that buys porn online and subscribes to chicks' pages. There's a name for that. Ask, yes. Yeah. Hey, it's only he would know that. Well, I know actually. I know because of Van. Yeah, I'm high yeah. on uh, internet culture. Yeah. Mm. So the point is that there's a lot of chicks that are like tense that like do the whole thing, you know. And if you're not a ten and you're planning on like holding out, uh, yeah, holding out the goods. Yeah, I don't think that that the market's got time. Like right now, it's all about quality. Quality. Because there's so much quantity. Like there's just there's yeah. a billion chicks doing everything ridiculous crazy fucked up shit are they like juggling while naked yeah it's like us with our it's like really there's <laughs> they're probably they're playing ping pong like how many great podcasts are there to uh, to re- actually again? listen to out there well that's what, you know what i have a gripe i heard miley cyrus started her own podcast you know what stay out of our lane stay out of okay podcasting. we're trying to build a market here um you're a celebrity <laughs> you're already established don't try to take funds away from us. All right? Well, speaking of celebrities with their OnlyFans, didn't that one celebrity, I don't know her name, like she created uh, OnlyFans and yep. charged $200. Yes, don't you listen like, to our show? That was last week's topic. No, we, no. We, we, talk, we talked about <laughs> Bella Thorne. Actually. I told you, they're too long. You think our show's too long? Yes. Yeah? How dare you. He did really Three like, hours? He did really Whoa. like that Emma and Gabby episode. <laughs> yeah, we went for three hours because... Uh, it just oh, sometimes shit. that's what happens. For three hours? I don't know. That's what I said. I'm like, I can't. Well, I'm so new to this. <laughs> Are we allowed to swear? <laughs> yes, we're allowed to swear. Oh, get up, shit, get up closer to the microphone. Man, like, yeah, you can like, move it. I don't know how to act, guys. Like, no one prepared me for this. It's all good. Oh You're a normal person. Yeah, but we with the OnlyFans too. too, like people are starting to do. You know, with the oh my god, the dark web, where like people are like squish kitties. Not oh. to that extreme, but oh, people are doing fans? Yeah, You never heard Hell that? Yeah. No, literally well, on the dark web. No way. Yeah. Dude. yeah. They squish children on the dark Remember web. Remember, we were told well, yeah, last a lot week we were things <laughs> <on> the- <laughs> They squish fucking children yeah. on there, you know? Anyway, what, what are you talking about? Daisy so- told us last week we were vanilla as hell. Yeah, because uh, you made a comment about the feet yeah. fetish being a thing, and she was like, yeah, vanilla as hell. People oh, bank on that. Hell. Yeah. Well, listen, um, Feet, you know, just it's just not my thing. I don't, mm-hmm. you know. Well, to some, it's you yeah, know, oh, to some, it's the whole world. Yeah. I don't get it. And I the thing about people, feet, they're like, Oh, take pictures of your feet, and I'll give you X amount of money. I'm like, Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, you started in OnlyFans, no, who's paying you for feet? Are you serious? For I said, I got offered, and I said, No, I get so many fucking weird requests, though. <laughs> 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 we gotta make Andy an OnlyFans page, of your I can't, feet? yeah. Wow. Fuck it, dude. Fuck it. If no, someone wanted a picture, I did a Snapchat. Like, Snapchat. Approached you, like you just took a picture of your. Yeah, I did a Snapchat. You know, like when you lay on your bed. And oh, you, oh, you put yourself. You but were I asking my for feet it. Out. No, yeah. it was just a fucking plain picture. It's just an and innocent I picture. had some person following me that I don't know, fucking weirdo, and it was like, "Hey, you got nice feet." I'm oh like, no, that's not. That's not you. weird at all. Like, Are you kidding me? Please. That's so weird. Well, the thing about feet people is that when they like feet, they like feet. So they like to smell. They like the dirtier they are, the better. I was listening to someone. Dude, I was listening (laughs) to an interview recently. And there was a guy who's into feet talking about his fetish. And he's just like, dude, the best time to to get up on some feet 
is after eight hours of fucking work oh, when God. she's been running around. I'm like, dude, that is fucking. Yeah, people are into like with socks. Like, they love socks. He said that he likes fucking rubbing the socks on himself and beating oh. off. He's bought socks. There's there's a lot of like porn actors that like they'll sell their used yeah, socks or like underwear. Dude, like, okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like there was a time <laughs> where I was so broke, I was like, man, maybe I should start you selling panties. Undies? Yeah, used panties. So like I started looking it up. I was like, whatever. You could have made money. And. I was so creeped out by the shit they were yeah. into. Yeah. <laughs> no. you, dude, you have to you have to be numb to it because they'll ask you like, they'll be like, "Don't wipe," and dude. just wear them for three days. Yeah. No, I read one Don't where wipe. they wanted you to wear it for three weeks. Like, oh fuck! No wiping, no shower. You couldn't shower. Nothing. For how long would they know? I think like five hundred dollars no, no, or a thousand. If you get some two week old panties, bro, you'll know. And that's it's. Just, you know who this reminds me of? I'm not going to mention the name, though, like the signature pose. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, and you shit. need to get closer to your mic, asshole. Yeah, get a little Is that better? No, yeah. you can move it around. Where's he at? You turn him up a little? There you go. Yep. Is that better? Perfect. Yes, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Right? That's that penetrated. No, no but that's where you got to be. <sighs> that penetrated. That hit me right it's, here. It's, you know, I gained a little weight, and I feel like I'm breathing like a fat kid. Oh, dude, look at me. <laughs> We're fat people here. We're fat people here, except for Lane. Yeah, she's skinny. <laughs> I'm super skinny. <laughs> Anyway, so guys, isn't that sorry? But like, isn't that affecting all these women having OnlyFans? It's kind of fucked up because these women tend to think that they fool themselves. You know, they say, "I am empowering my body. I'm empowering myself by doing these things," right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's to get male attention. So I don't know where this um. I don't know. You can ask our guests. Growth question here is going on, and then aside from that. It's fucking up a lot of our men. Mm-hmm. You know, we're building, we're helping men build bad habits, which is like jerking mm-hmm. off a lot, masturbation problems, you think porn so? addiction problems. Like, women are so focused on trying to build self empowerment. I, 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 so you earlier, know? earlier this morning, I had a thought, which was the, this generation of guys that don't date in high school. They're, this is like a generational thing, it's been observed. They don't date in high school. They have porn throughout their whole adolescence and young adulthood. And they satisfy those needs that way. They end up not uh. dating. They get into a relationship in their 20s. It's a disaster. And then they just hate women from then on. And but then they join all these groups. Ooh, there's yeah. always been porn, though. Yeah. So not it's as not accessible. As, not as accessible. Yeah. No. As, right someone, yeah. as someone who... Grew- the store have an id you yeah. know yeah. Have your pa- you know you, <laughs> you used to have to like go to behind find a magazines you'd find <laughs> yeah. magazines online though when we were younger you'd probably send someone else to I, do it for you you yeah. know we're we're all of, from that generation where i saw the the difference between like when i was a kid because mm-hmm. i had found like magazines and you'd see find like a tape or something and now Ooh, i baby. mean if you have a phone bro and you're you're 10 years old you could just find it unless exactly. your parents unless your parents are really involved and then there's ways but to how is that it. different when we were in high school well no when we were in high school it was already there but i'm saying now imagine as no, a kid as no, a 10 year old kid yeah so we didn't have Pornhub. we had to just basically look at uh um, it was hard to look novelas at porn. and shit when they got intimate look oh we are from the age of scrambled fucking porn oh channel um, three porn yeah, channel three porn fucking yeah, hbo I mean, we got maybe because i grew up a soft, different <laughs> oh there's a nipple porn. oh yeah uh, american pie uh, you know like well, I don't know, but it's like maybe I grew up in a different demographic thing. Where the fuck did you grow yeah, up? Where did you What's grow up? What's going on? Well, not just there's a lot of porn. Then about me being gay. Oh, there's a lot of porn. Yeah, 
from even from like very young age really i was how, like how, how do you have access to it the internet i think i no Tell but see i, I think you get access ways. to the internet wi-fi I think <laughs> Wi-Fi. No, hell no. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm I mean, talking I about when you were like a child. Chuck. Not you a child. All right, like 2012. 2004, oh. Andy. But what about like younger? I found I my. I mean, we will find videos. Yeah. Oh shit. I saw oh, my you first. Would go to like your parents. Well, not my parents. <laughs> yeah, not his parents. His parents <laughs> are old as fuck. Yeah, yeah my parents, parents really old. Well, I don't know. You You were too young to have a phone. Yeah, I mean, you were older when. Thirteen. How old are you? I don't even know how old you are. I'm assuming, you're, I'm assuming you're 30 because they're 30 yeah. or something. 31. So. 31. Okay. Yeah, yeah but like old. even like I didn't get a phone until I was 15, so you must have gotten it. Well, so according to older. them, then I'm spoiled. Right, hold so. on, let's not get lost here. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> really? Okay. Okay, that, okay, that Look, explains a lot. I, when as a kid, I I came across the first porn tape when I was like five or six. Who knows? You know, like just yeah. random shit that you find, and then like magazines and shit. But like having now, a kid could stumble on that shit on their phone, and it's like an endless. Fucking yeah, but I'm saying like the gay rabbit. community is a lot more out so, there. So here, point is, Why I was do you having think this. That is? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Andy. Explain that one. In my personal opinion, and a lot of people are probably gonna hate me for this, but it's just like I think the gay community is really out there. Like you know, they're not really censored. Do you think it's because mm. of like how people have treated gay people, like repressed them, and no? No, it's just. No. So what is it? What is it? I don't know. I can't speak for other people. Is it degeneracy? Just, just degeneracy. All no, I, I, I can't speak for other people. Well, other I have, own, I have a theory know, that you know, like, like guys, guys are horny, right? Guys are hornier than women generally, or they're more sexual in a different way, like more like physical. Perfect example. This movie, Cuties. Oh. Where are they? Like thirteen years old. <laughs> Why is he old? weak oh, behind? Shit. No, no, no. But no, I'm just well, I'm bringing well. it up. Like you know, like people yeah. are against it, whatever. Like they're yeah. sexualizing the girls. Yeah. What about the little boy that does drag that's like 12 years old? People yeah. are pissed about oh, that yeah. too. I'm pissed. Yeah, but like, again, the gay community is more like, no, it's, oh, you know, like. Oh, justifying shit. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know how many sickos are like out there enjoying this? The only community I represent is a podcasting community. Here at Almost Positive, we celebrate all walks of life. Except all that. All walks of life. All walks of life. I'm not. No, not that one, though. But you know, you know what I'm trying to say, though. Yeah. No. Well. So. Oh, jeez. Like the pride parade. It's supposed to be about pride, and people yeah, are out there like half naked, fucking. Twerk. Yeah, I never. What are those called? Pasties. Like. So you don't feel empowered by a nice thong and your butt cheeks hanging weren't, out. Weren't you one of those thongs? people at one point? <laughs> you you went around in booty shorts and did all that. Oh, and yeah, that's when I was ignorant. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, he's Based. grown, bro. He's grown. You've grown too, bitch. I know. I'm you allowed to have make mistakes. No. No. Hell yeah. We celebrate change here on the show what was the mistake well yeah, just right. <laughs> literally, i was should have said mistake it's people? just like i'm not shaming it's just to each its own but it's you want to sit there and ask for respect but you're out there half naked and you know that there's one i don't think kids should go to the pride parade because of that <laughs> but i don't know it's just like how would you want the world to portray you or like portray you like right dancing half naked on a float right yeah me yeah, personally I yeah i feel that that's how I want to be seen. You know, like the Irish parade. You don't see people half naked. Like You see them drinking a bunch. Right. That's different, though. Uh, I don't know. I just don't agree with either or. You know, we shouldn't be <laughs> drinking fucking all crazily, passing out in fucking public, and we shouldn't be fucking waving our dongs fucking in thongs out in public. <laughs> That's deep, dude. Yeah. Why not? Explain why not. Oh. 
Uh, decency? I don't know. But Fucking... if we all were naked, <laughs> we it, it would all be naked. normal, and it would all be decency then. Okay. So well, we gotta change think... the norms? You think we gotta change the norms? Wouldn't it be nice if we were all just fucking naked? No. Uh, then we wouldn't no, have shit to talk about. <laughs> you Definitely see tell you no. You do we not want to see. I don't think any of us here naked would be like. We would be able to control our sex urges more because we're so used to seeing bodies. It's whatever. That is true. Yeah. Like those tribes, people in Africa, yeah. they don't give a fuck about no titties. Like, no, that just comes to the way you were raised, though. Maybe it's healthier for them because they don't have to think about the mystery that's behind their clothes. That's true, that's true. I, the body. I, I, and if, but, they're fo- if they already see the body, maybe they'll be more focused but, on seeing the soul, you know, what's inside. But where uh, where do you think those standards... <laughs> went deep. I know, they went pretty deep. Where do you think those standards come from, though? Of what, wearing clothes? Yeah, like why do you think that's a thing? I don't know, I think it's part of evolution's magic. Like, they made us really fucked up. Like, we think a lot. We were made? You know? Yeah, we were made like our bra- the way our brains work. I don't know. Oh, we just shit. have a lot of room for a lot of um, complications here, right? So because we're emotional creatures, well, we're very it- creative. We want to find ways to express ourselves. I think that's always been the human thing that made us stand out. This desire to fucking like communicate everything that's inside us because we're so fucking evolved. You know? I don't know. Don't you think it's like from the Spaniards and like the Europeans coming over? Because, I mean, yeah. the Aztecs were, like, practically half-naked. Pur- pur- Puritanian? Is that how you say it? Puritan? Puritanian? I just want to know why they're so different. Like, why, why did one culture decide, let's be you, naked, and the other was like, let's get out, you know? It's aliens. When you see that, when you see that, though, it's really got to make you wonder. And then why didn't the naked people take over and kill everybody? Because they didn't have guns. Europeans are smart. But people. why did the Europeans have guns? Yeah, like because what? Because they had that technology. That. But why, like, they why did they technology? have the technology, not that? Do you damn research? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. That's what, that was a legit right? question. All these questions. <laughs> Somebody help. Man, like, who was the first person to grab gunpowder and be like, oh shit? The Chinese. Right? The Chinese. The Chinese. But they didn't. Well, actually, all the great things that have been invented that were the core foundation of white people taking over came from brown people. But, from their number yeah. systems to their fucking gunpowder to their metallurgy to their astrology you gotta admire the trade routes though that that you know insp- that gave us that gave europeans this. yeah no the europeans that's the thing the europeans took all the best elements of things and raped everybody and killed them and took over and us they won and, man and they won yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little simplistic man. oh i mean it yeah it is <laughs> but at the end of the day it's what they did no they they stole a bunch of shit from people they had a different way of thinking about, I guess, discipline or I just I mean, is it stolen survival? or conquered or I beat the fuck out of you and took your shit? <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's both, <laughs> you know, no? I mean, yeah, well, basically it was not shared with them, but voluntarily. Yeah, okay. For the most part. Because hmm. there was a lot of traitors and fucking... Like, so the, wait, back to what you were saying about oh, OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> if you're a seven, dude, you've got to be... the moderator here. <laughs> If you're a seven, just be willing to show the whole the whole thing. Um, oh no, yeah, the OnlyFans thing and pornography. So you have all these fucking boys that grow up with pornography. They don't date. They don't interact with women as much. All of it is digital. Their only model for a woman is their mom or the fucking pornography they fucking watch, and that creates fucking toxic masculinity itself. Why do you think there's a whole generation of fucking incels, angry incels? It's exactly what do you mean by it. incels? Involuntary. Involuntary celibates. Ce- celibates. Mm-hmm. People that don't get laid, angry as nerds that don't get laid because they're afraid of women or because they hate women because they think they're whores or because they remind them of their moms. It's, well, it's fucking whole weird. Don't thing. you think that's more like it falls under the parents? 
Because uh, if you allow your kid I to mean, be on the fucking laptop, yeah, on but your you don't phone, know what you're. You're never gonna know what your kids are. Yeah, but there's doing. also security settings that you can. Yeah. Well, okay, it's a little harder. The trick is when to you say it that way because let's say your parents are old school Mexicans that don't know how to use technology. They yeah. don't know how to set that parental control onto their. They just think the phone yeah, is a phone. They don't think nowadays. Much. Like how many old school Mexican well, parents look, are there? I think. I think. I still have an old school Mexican parent that never but taught how old me are how you to though? be. I'm 22. Yeah, but I'm saying like now, like look, the teenagers now. Oh, I still know people who have yeah. old school Mexican parents. Yeah, they do. That like they're old, like my parents' old, age, and have like a 12 year old son. It's crazy. Well, yeah. Come on, man! Y'all been fucking six, 60 year old popping babies and shit sometimes, man. Sorry, yeah. I'm grown. I'm grown. Anyway, so so yeah, I think that that creates some of that dynamic. You know, guys are fucking. Uh, well, whether know. the parents know about the technology or not. I mean, like my parents were old school; they didn't know about technology. Here's the trick. Here's the trick: is raising a kid that when he does go out into the world is ready to handle those situations in a healthy way. That's it. Exactly. Because society will take over the raising of your children at around 12 years old when they start socializing and their development is at that stage where they're creating a self identity. So. You know, get them ready before they get hit with the WAP exactly. and the like, fucking and the mollies and the fucking bars and. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it falls under the parents, regardless. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're old school or not, like, I mean, no, my parents it falls were old into into systematic systems to systematically oppress. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a clip. <laughs> like you know, my parents were old school. They didn't know about technology, but they did take the time to pull me aside and tell me, like, you know, right from wrong. You did know. that keep you from doing yeah. wrong? See, majority of the things. What percentage of success did they have? Hold on, because this is very interesting. <laughs> Maybe like 80? Oh, wow. No, 85? I would Jeez. disagree. I would disagree. I mean, you know me in high school, Mario. How was I? Like, no, guys, we shouldn't do this. It's wrong. Like, no. Like, I didn't really start. Andy was the gay uptight friend? Yeah, he was kind of uptight. <laughs> you knew me in high school, fucking angel. Not like that, though. Not that I Yeah, you remember. hated me. But I'm sure your parents disapproved of your lifestyle. What do you mean? Your your sexual orientation. They so you kind of disobeyed do. them in that sense. Not necessarily because they don't. He was born. Didn't disagree way. with me with that. Did you ever tell him you made me this way? Why would I do that? I don't <laughs> know. I, I would tell my parents. parents. I'm sorry. You had very accepting parents. It was really weird. Like when I came out, it was like one day of being dramatic. Like my mom, like, my mom wanted like, oh, you need a psychiatrist. My dad was crying. My mom was crying. We all went to bed. The next day, everything went back to normal. But That's did cool. they apologize? Or? <laughs> My family doesn't really apologize. But they're oh, over. Like ever? Are they over okay. it now, or is it still a thing? They were they... over the next day. No, but I'm saying, do they, is it still a thing that sometimes they bring up like like it's a bad thing? No. It's like, oh, That's cool. Andy, you're not going to give me grandchildren. The one that I did have a problem with, like, I thought my oldest brother was going to have a problem with it because he's like more macho type. And then oh, wow. the younger one. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to be cool with it, but it ended up being the other way around. That's crazy. Yeah, it's always interesting wow. to see how people react. It's uh, it tells you probably more about them than than it would anything else, right? Like, mm. what the fuck? <laughs> like, my dad would never ask me like, "Oh, where's your boyfriend?" He'll be like, "Where's your friend?" <laughs> where's your no. friend? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's him. That's him coping with it as healthily as he can. <laughs> All right. So that, that's an, I have, sorry. I have one question. Like, that's interesting because you tend to be very patient with them and knowing that. This is very hard on them for having very traditional beliefs. Like you can't change that after like so many decades, versus other people who will think, 
oh my god they're oppressing me this and this and that and they're horrible because they can't even acknowledge that i have a boyfriend and they're calling it a friend you know what i mean you tend to be like very empathetic well yeah you have to you, like you, you have to see them. like how they were raised too yeah. like you know to them and their generation like this was like no like no right like i've heard of people being kicked out of their family excommunicated and all that and it's like i for one i was very lucky with my family i like that you consider that's still lucky even though it's not like a hundred percent you know what i mean that they're giving you all the time um i i mean that when you say like oh it's your friend instead of like your boyfriend those little tiny things it doesn't bother me because i feel like I am 100% with my parents because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're never, my dad was never going to acknowledge, like, my boyfriend, you know? But that's his way because it's just the way he is. Like, if he would have said something else, then, yeah, I would be, like, he would have a problem with it, you know? Right. But the fact that they have let my boyfriend step over and, you know, all that stuff, like, kind of looks like. I like how you know where to draw the line. Well, yeah, it's also respect. Compa- like Yeah, compassion, respect, and. Like, this is why I don't have a lot of, I actually don't really have any gay friends, because I'm really, how do you say it, reserved. Mm. I think you're not just reserved, but understanding. Because you can understand, like, that Are you saying gay people aren't ways. normally understanding? What do you mean by that, though? Because you, you mentioned earlier, like, like, you understand how your parents grew up at a different time. They had different values, and it's, it could be very, um like a self-catastrophe to have ideals presented to you that are completely opposite that you grew up in, you know? But you you have the capability to understand that. Therefore, you understand them, even if they're not 100% on board with you. But you can understand why and you still love them for it versus there's gays who are don't understand at all that these are different people from a different time. Therefore, they think, oh, my God, these are horrible people. They're oppressing me. They're homophobic. My life is miserable. This and that. No, yeah. I mean, I guess in my situation, like, seeing the sense my parents were accepting that, like, I might have reacted different if they didn't. Like, I, I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Probably been mad as fuck. Not mad, more, like, hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I, I was fucking scared as shit when I told, you know, my did they have? Did they kind of know? Well, my mom asked me. <laughs> you yeah, 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 yeah. Are you gay? Yeah. We were doing this. No, it was it was so fucking awkward. It was like we were doing this. She's like, "Do you like girls?" I'm like, "Yeah." Do you like <laughs> do you, boys? I'm like, "Yeah." Do you How like? You? Do you like the one? Uh, I was like thirteen. You were thirteen. Okay. Yeah, it was one. Uh, yeah, you could tell. Oh, There's wow. no way you can't tell. There's Just, an extra glimmer in the eye. You know. There is. There's always you know. Like they the probably person, knew for a while. Do you think the first they, person that I came out to was my sister? We were watching Queer as Folk. <laughs> did you always you did you always know? I guess. Yeah. I mean, they they. What's they, your earliest gay memory you ever had? <laughs> That's a good question, dude. That's a little. <laughs> no, <laughs> I really want to know. Just this, like when you first this, saw, wow, men are attractive. This this will be yeah. a segue, Andy. Give us give us a good segue out of here. To Do get we? out of this topic, yeah. I still got another. I got so a great question. Break? Yeah. No. Well, yeah, we're gonna go on a break and get our guests on, but. <laughs> Answer, what was your first gay moment that you knew? What do you mean gay moment, though? I don't like, know. Dude, the first you... moment that you looked at a guy's butt uh, and was all like, yeah, I want to slam that. I mean, is that what you said, it, though? I don't remember. I just recall being more drawn to guys. Was there a you point? You didn't find girls interesting. Like, you didn't want to talk. Like, it, did you feel a difference? Like, oh, I want to talk to boys, but I don't want to talk to girls. Like, I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. Like, like I, I am attracted to girls. 
but I'm I'm really really picky with girls. Mm. Yeah, higher okay. standards. Could you ever be in a romantic relationship with one if you found that really special? I could girl? Must see myself, yeah, but I possibilities I think are slim. Mm. We we need to take him to that to that Mike Pence uh, seminar. <laughs> Fuck <with> you. <laughs> conversion therapy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was it was was this conversion. You know, we, we're yeah, gonna call you know, it something else. We yeah, electrify you. Else. You know, a little bit. Show you some slides. You're like, here's a titty. This is feel good. Yeah, good. Here's a penis. Titty good. Now shock him. Penis bad. Yeah. But uh, no, look. So my actual my gay question was. Are Why gay can't dudes? Just be a question. No, because it's it's, it's, speci- it's, it's very specific. specific. Yeah, it's very specific. No, is our gay dudes better at picking food what? when they're in relationships? Because there seems to be this <laughs> this issue with men and women in relationships, and and apparently women aren't as good as picking food. Yeah. And I believe that men don't have that issue with each other. Have you met me? Yeah, he's he's the woman in the relationship. Fuck you, one. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, do you want a beer? And he'll be like, um, I don't know. Calories? I don't know. No, I don't even like, look at all that. Um, I'm just picky. He's picky. So he's, he's got woman. standards. Yeah, he's, bro. he's the bottom. Yeah. Women I, have standards, men don't. I don't know. Do I don't. I don't think that's this. You don't think it's a big thing, or do you think no. it's the same? It's the same. <sighs> You find out we have so many similarities. Because then you have a girl that knows exactly what they want, and then the guy can be like, oh, I don't know what the fuck you want. Yeah, that's true, too. So he's a beta? So betas don't know what's yeah, a... Betas what or maybe both pick. just have moments where they don't know what they want and moments where they do know what they She's want. She's so reasonable. She's you are so reasonable. <laughs> she listens to a lot of bench appearance, so <laughs> yeah. that's why. Is that where you get your, <laughs> that's where, that's where you get your reasonable Yeah, all these are quoted from? by Ben Shapiro. Yeah, where's her little sound effect, dude? Oh. No, not no, that the one. Ben one. <laughs> <laughs> not that Ben Shapiro one. All right. Anyway, so anyway, um, we have we have our guests already on the line, huh. um, and so I'll, we'll go back to that. We have Toby Nixon and oh. Becca Sin on the line with us. Oh. Are they still oh, muted? Shit. Unmute them. No, I think we should be able to. Are hear you guys them. there? Yes, I can hear both of them. Hey, Becca. What's up, Toby? Hey. I can't hear you, Toby. Toby, we cannot hear you. No. Becca, we can hear you, right? <laughs> Hi, yep. Becca. Yep. Technical Hi. difficulties. My name is Lane. Nice to meet you. I know you can't see them, nice but you, you get to stare at this beautiful mug. Yeah, so the guy you see on the screen is Van Rollington. He's our, our producer, sound effects guy, co-host, uh, Miracle Man. And he Googles things for us. And uh, we also have Andy. Say hi, Andy. Hello. And uh, that's the guy we were grilling right now. He's our resident We're, we're very expert. curious. So we've had all sorts of people on the show, but we haven't had any a, a gay person. And we talk a lot of shit. So <laughs> it's it's fair for us to want your perspective. Congratulations. You finally have met diversity. The world yeah, is... Yeah, exactly. Now. We started... Well, we started with women first. Is that... What, or with, with this, uh, color? This, people this show color? has gone downhill ever since then. <laughs> We started with our black friends. That's what happens when you allow him to vote. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fucking based. Oh my god. Stupid boy thing that I need him. I go call like change the seasons. I go red hot. 
It was the first time I hear that song, but I thought it was pretty cool. That's that was cool. good. Oh my god, That's Ash Nico is like one of my all-time favorite artists. She was introduced to me by another sex worker that I know named Tiffany Naki, who's absolutely phenomenal. And I've been listening to her pretty much nonstop ever since. All of her videos are definitely like over the top, and all of her music is basically like "fuck you, pay me, I'm awesome." Oh, <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm done with that. That's fine. Yeah. Is that okay with you, Van? Um, I'm fine with all of it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> He's a pretend conservative. Yeah. FYI, I I, I slip in, out, in and out of character so much I don't even know what's real anymore. Yeah, you don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Guys, so... I'm gonna go pee again. Okay, go pee. <laughs> Go pee. We have... Uh, Again, so that's the third time. We have the clips ready. It's <laughs> very high, bro. So, yeah, thanks for adding to the conversation, dude. Anyway, all right. So we, um, we're we going to start with you since uh, Toby's having some, some technical difficulties. And so I reached out to a mutual friend, Daisy, who yeah. came on last week. Um, cause she really wanted to discuss the whole Bella Thorne situation. Uh, and it was, it was personally one of my favorite episodes because her and our other guest, JC, uh, I don't know. They weren't agreeing. It seemed like they weren't agreeing. I think they were agreeing, but they weren't uh, coming at it from the same place or something. I don't know. It was weird, but, uh, it was fun. And she had actually referred us to you and that's how I had reached out. Um, and you actually had topics that you wanted to discuss, which is always like pulling teeth with people that we try to have on. So thanks. Um, And one of them was the history of sex work in the United States, which that context is pretty important, I guess, in our, you know, like when in relation to, to the culture and how it's treated. So like, I don't know, I guess put us on. Yeah. So sex work has been in the United States since the 18th century. It's been through a lot a lot of bullshit. It's gone through the Supreme Court justice with Roth versus the U.S., where they were trying to figure out what obscene material looked like um, and whether or not it had actual First Amendment protections. And until 1973, it didn't when Miller versus California happened. And the term sex work was actually coined in 1978. Um, So this is really important because the dialogue surrounding sex work is generally pretty negative. When you use a phrase like sex work, you legitimize it and use the word like prostitution and you harm it, right? Unless you're a sex worker, reclaiming is fine. Um, But sex workers have been here all along. We've been the bottom of the barrel. We're the first ones to get cut when anything involves rights goes. Um, We fight discrimination on every single level. In fact, the most common sex workers are usually people who are disabled, people of color, um, LGBTQ community, really vulnerable populations that normally don't get a voice at all. And you add sex work on top of that, and it makes it even more difficult. So Um, I I had a question about that. So, like, I think most people would find that to be, like, a surprise. Why do you think that is? I think a lot of it is because it can be really hard to find traditional work that's flexible and can make you enough money to survive in this country. Now, being a sex worker, you can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of education. And it's a lot of danger. Um, And so if you're a person who, say, has really serious health issues, fibromyalgia, 
I have fibromyalgia, so that's a good one for me. Mm. And it can make it really difficult to work some days. There are some days where it takes me two to three hours to get out of bed just because my joints are all locked up. And it sucks. But with sex work, I can set my own hours and I can make my own money. I still pay all my own taxes. It's like running a small business. Super easy. At what point did you think, like, all right, this is going to be what I do, like, and committed to it? Honestly, I've been studying about sex work since I was a teenager. Uh, one of my favorite authors, Cynthia Heimel, used to write for Playboy magazine as a columnist to give relationship and sex advice. Really phenomenal writer. I totally suggest you check her out. She's wicked cool. She lived in New York City through, like, the 60s, 70s, and 80s and has so many books about it. Um <laughs> She's really good. Her title of her books are like, uh, get your tongue out of your my mouth. I'm kissing you goodbye. If the phone doesn't ring, it'll be me. And if you can't live without me, why aren't you dead yet? <laughs> That's nice. Can I ask something? Yeah. Absolutely so not. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you mentioned this, but I was in the bathroom. But like, when did you decide you wanted to become a sex worker and why? So when I was around 18 or 19, I entered the force kind of under a bit of false pretenses. Um, I had a friend who was apparently <coughs> school where they were teaching her massage and, you know, they were looking for more girls to come work for them. And it was this whole like underground schemey thing. And I really didn't think anything of it because I grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere in my language. I really got to watch that don't no, I? you can say whatever you, <laughs> you, want. Say whatever you <laughs> want it sounds like a jeffrey epstein story um so i mean like literally my town was 700 people on a good year preschool through 12th grade our school was 100 students so it's like nine students a class so like i didn't know anything about this this was like something that only existed in cities and in the books that i read and the studies that i read and other people's accounts but never in small town vermont right. however it exists in small town Vermont. Um, and so I joined the service. Of course, my first client is waiting to get a happy ending. And of course, I say no and I leave and I get a very angry call from my boss. Wait, did you know there, that they were going to ask for this? No, I was told that I didn't have to do anything I was uncomfortable with. Oh. Okay. Was it implied that they might want to? It was implied that they might want to. Okay, for sure. But that... I was perfectly allowed to say no. Yeah. Did that make That's you feel weird? Like, were you scared oh, when yeah. you didn't? Oh, yeah. It was super, super uncomfortable. Honestly, like, the whole reason I joined this service was because I was trying to escape a really abusive relationship. Um, and so it was, it was survival mode for me. This was the fastest way to make enough money to survive and get away from him. And... Oh, so you knew you might possibly do some sex acts even before? I don't think, like, I don't think it was, like, a conscious thing. It was, like, a, like, yeah, that's a possibility, but I don't really want to do that, so I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into, like, my boss was angry at me, and then I felt that pressure. And, like, between all of, like, the mixed emotions of everything else that was going on, I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, In which... I actually really discovered that I had a connect, great connections with a lot of my clients. Um, a lot of the clients that I had were genuinely just really awesome people. And I got really lucky at that fact. I got really, really lucky. Um, we 
the way the company was set up, we had one woman who ran everything. She took care of the advertising and we paid her a fee per client. Um, on top of that, the clients were vetted before they were allowed to go through us. They had to go through background checks. Um, and they had to have health screening. She also made sure that we got health screening regularly. This is not common. This is not common. I have to stress that very clearly. My story, like I'm a very fortunate person in the experience of sex work that I have. Human trafficking is a really serious issue within the sex work field that like not a lot of us get to experience it as good as I did. And like I was mildly like pushed into it. And where don't get that. Where was this? Where were you at? Like what state? This is in Vermont. Um, Vermont. So I very quickly discovered that I had the makes to become a professional dominatrix, courtesy of my boss, who told me that I had an attitude problem and I should probably just become a dom and get it out of my system. Um, did it help? Base. It did. Actually, you know what? <laughs> it was so. It was better than any sort of therapy that I could have ever gone through. At that point in my life, I had been through some really, really heavy traumatic experiences. And mm -hmm. when I was a teen, I was tortured and raped by a dude. And it really messed up my ability to feel power for myself. And becoming a professional dominatrix was the best thing I had ever done in my life to work through that. I finally was allowed to say no and have that respected And if they didn't listen, I got to fight back and they were going to pay me. They were going to pay me between $200 and $800 an hour. Wow. The so, like, I took all of that sexual, like, power loss that I had and I just took it right back immediately. So, is that, I mean, so, like, was the, the, di the, the dynamic when you first started, um, Daisy made a, like, in passing last week, she made a mention that when she first started... It wasn't something that she felt was empowering. Um, and I found that to be interesting. And we didn't even, so we, we didn't even get to like scratch the surface with her. Like she was just on for like 20 or 30 minutes and like had to go. Um, but I found that to be really interesting. And from what you're saying now, like how would you, how was your experience starting and shifting it into something that you feel now has empowered you or made you better or however you want to see it? It had to do a lot with untangling my whorephobia. Um, we are raised in a culture where having power sexually as a woman is extraordinarily looked down on and really heavily shamed, um, which is part of the reason why decriminalizing, normalizing sex work is so freaking important. Um, I, so I know that like a lot of people... Go ahead. A lot of people struggle with the empowerment behind sex work and how it can be empowering because a lot of people, when they're entering this industry, when we live in a culture where it's illegal and where it's dehumanizing and it's extraordinarily frowned upon, even if it is a legal venue of sex work, mm -hmm. it can be really hard to work through a lot of those emotions and get to the point where it's empowering. So you did you still have a question about that? Oh, I was just saying, wow. <laughs> What? Um, yeah, no, because we were, we were actually talking about that earlier. Um, but one of the things I wanted to touch on and like really make the distinction between is the, the idea of decriminalizing and legalizing, like what that yeah. means. And so legalization of sex work makes it legal, but it's really bad for human rights. Um, 
it can only be practiced in designated areas and venues. It forces sex workers to enter like this whole, like they have to register themselves. They're now listed. Right. And now they have forced health care or health laws. Right. So you have a registry of sex workers now, and we all know the government having a registry of a specific group of people is not a great thing. It's much yeah. easier to target us. Much, much easier. And we're already heavily targeted as it is within our own system. Um, police officers and politicians regularly abuse sex workers. I mean, if can you imagine if escorts all came out with their blacklists tomorrow and just yeah. made them public across the country? It would be ridiculous. Is, is that a conversation? Is that a conversation? The second time I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys? Is there is there a big movement going on right now? That I'm not worried, but should people be worried? Uh, she's throwing her hands up. I, I, I don't cool, need a fucking sure. hand. So, <laughs> legalization of sex work is, in theory, a good idea, but really only leads us to being controlled more. The decriminalization right. of sex work puts the power of sex work's regulation into the hands of sex workers who really should be the only ones dealing with it in the first place. You know, legalization is really just backdoor criminalization. It creates a two-tiered system that's pretty classist. So you have the people who can afford to be sex workers and can afford to be at venues and afford to have that kind of space. And then you have everybody else, which is usually migrant workers, disabled people, people in the LGBTQ community who can't afford to get all of their legal things in order and you know, they need money tonight. You don't know if they're escaping an abusive situation. You don't know if they're escaping a human trafficker. You don't know if they're, you know, just starving. So they one, need that money now. One of the things that I kind of thought about that you kind of touched on right now is like, if it's what measures can be taken to protect sex workers if it's not legal, right? Like if legalizing it makes it so much more invasive and kind of like controlled, like what can so, be done? So in 2003, New Zealand decriminalized sex work. It allowed the bosses to be held accountable, and it allowed for workers' rights to be protected, and it was found that 96% of street workers were actually feeling protected by their own government and having their rights respected. Um, they have a prostitute collective that's phenomenal, uh, and they found that there wasn't an increase in sex work, and their STI rates were falling down because finally there were places that sex workers could go and get testing done where they didn't have to worry about whether or not the doctor was going to call the cops on them. Um, you know, they didn't have to worry about lowering their prices because the Johns in the Nordic method are illegal and therefore they have to be really quick in their decisions. These goddamn Europeans, man. Wow. Fuck, I thought yeah, they had the, it all together. <laughs> the Nordic method is like everybody, whenever they talk about the legalization or decriminalization of sex work, they always bring up the Nordic method as that prime example of what sex workers want. And none of us want that. It's terrible. Fuck <laughs> Legitimately, like the worst method out of all of them. I would take criminalization over the Nordic method. What other met? I mean, what other like uh, models of it are there apart from those two? So there's criminalization, partial criminalization, the Swedish Nor Nordic method, legalization, and decriminalization. All right. That seems pretty dynamic. It's getting deep. Yes. It's getting deep. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean... What what do you feel like how so all right when we were talking earlier 
mm-hmm. I was telling uh, everyone here about how I felt anyway that there's like this big trend of dudes who never really explore dating. They kind of do the whole internet porn thing and just like don't get into relationships so they're like in their 20s. It's like a disaster. They have this idea of women that's usually based on like whatever entertainment they're into, whatever porn they watch, and like their mom. And they come out with these strange ass like ways of being. And in a sense, you know, we were talking about like how much availability to pornography plays into that, you know? I don't know if that's like a bunch of shit, but do you have an opinion about that? So I do, and it has a lot to do with the sex education in this country. Um, And nothing to do with the decriminalization of sex work. Honestly, I personally believe that the decriminalization of sex work and making it like a like a medical service because it really is a humanity service like at the end of the day so Um, for for me it's more the standpoint of like accessibility especially for like youth i mean if there's a sex worker that's targeting a youth then that sex worker needs to go and that applies to literally every industry but but kids having access to porn now isn't going to change if it's decriminalized they still have the same amount of access it's the internet yeah yeah, I guess I don't know. Like the thing is, the thing the the thing that makes the difference is the education in this country, which is abysmal, and the sex education in this country is even worse. The fact that we even push abstinence at all is embarrassing. There's countries where they start teaching sex education age appropriately, starting in like preschool and kindergarten, starting with things like consent and body autonomy, so, and that's an incredible thing. So by the time they get to their teenage years, they understand what porn is and they understand what sex is and they understand the intimacy of it and they understand the dangers of it. So I, I always I always wonder what like that, like what is the curriculum for like sex education at that level? Like you mentioned consent and things like that. Like what would that look like? It's literally just that. It's just teaching them about their body is their body and using medically accurate terms to describe like if there's if they have pain in their vagina, they should know what that is. And it doesn't have to be a thing. It's literally science. Because if you go into a courthouse right now with a three year old and they say, My hoo ha hurts, they can't they can't do anything about it. Right. Because it's not a medical term. Yeah, yeah, but like, if a child goes in the, to a courthouse and says, my vulva hurts, or they touched me in my vagina, then they can then use that to properly persecute the people that should be persecuted. Beyond that, it doesn't hurt them in any way to know these things. It's not like kids are inherently sexual in any way, shape, or form. They're just curious about the world around them. I mean, I think the best sex talk I ever had was with my mom. I was probably about 11 years old, and she goes... She hands me a book called It's Perfectly Normal, which has awesome comics in it. And she goes, this is what sex is. It's really fun. It's really dangerous. I don't want to be a grandmother anytime soon. Here's how to protect yourself. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask me. And her being so lucky. Yeah. Her being that open means meant to me that I didn't end up having sex with somebody until I was 17. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I yeah. Like, was with her for like a year and a half, and I didn't feel any pressure about it. 
I was really confident in the choices that I was making. I feel like every time I hear about like people talk about, oh, they're trying to teach children fucking sex ed. Yeah. It, it always seems like people are implying that they're going to teach them about fucking hepatitis and crabs and they're going to show them fucking. But like it makes sense. The idea like, yeah. I mean, hopefully your parents have done that before the school has to do that. But like the yeah. idea of like, there's a lot of kids who don't, who wouldn't get that. There's a lot right. of kids that don't it's, have parents that are involved. And it's organs just like any other organ in your body at the end of the day. Like I have intestines. Why can't I talk about the fact that I have a uterus? Or, well, I don't have fallopian tubes anymore, but when I did have fallopian tubes. I don't even know what that is. The fallopian tubes? <laughs> you're a woman. You're supposed to know this thing. I things. know. They're the things that so the, the, right? the sperm exactly. goes down. Yeah, the, fallopian, the fallopian tubes connect the ovaries to the uterus to bring the egg from the ovary to the uterus to be ready for impregnation. Oh, yeah. Shit, man, my mom didn't even teach me that shit. I don't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> my family taught me that shit, and I think it should be taught everywhere. Dude, you're so because, right. I'm so ignorant. <laughs> and if you don't know, how can you protect yourself? How can so you make... Right medically educated choices about your own body if you don't even know what your own parts are and when you're growing up how are you supposed to know how much pain you're supposed to be in with cramps i thought my cramps were normal turns out i have endometriosis which means that the lining on my uterus grows on the outside of my uterus on the rest of my organs and i bleed eternally every single month dude you know i agree with that because let me tell you guys a little story (laughs) <laughs> but like when I was younger, like my okay, dude. Up to this day, my mom has never talked to me about sex or body parts or like nothing. Like we just avoid it completely. It's like a weird topic. It's taboo. So I, I remember when I was little. Obviously, girls start to grow hair on their bodies, and I didn't know that girls actually grew hair on their bodies. I thought that was just a male thing because the only girls I would see were on television and they were always like shaved like they had they had no hair right so i had a vision of what a woman was and so i remember when i started growing hair i literally had a traumatizing moment where i thought i was a man i was like oh my god i'm a man i'm not really a girl i'm a man stuck in a girl's body and i was freaking the fuck out and for like a four or five not not even four I didn't grow hair that young. <laughs> Holy shit, like you were out here at four years old. No way. Fucking had a mustache when she was a toddler. <laughs> no, no, sorry, like, well, like 12. Yeah. Like, for me, it was a big fucking deal. I'm like, holy shit, I'm a man, you know, I'm freaking out. <laughs> it was such a big deal for me, you know? How'd you get over that? And, like, uh, confessing it to my best friend. Dude, I felt like I was confessing a murder, you know? I really? was so ignorant. Yeah, I was, like, so scared to tell her, but she's like, she's not going to be my friend. Isn't that my That's so interesting. She was like, that's so normal. And she started explaining it to me. And I was like, wow. Like, why didn't anyone tell me? And I was yeah. like, bro, no, legit. That, that, that is legit. Like, that's legit. That's what you, you'll do, do you to your kids. First, do you know what happened when I first started my period? What? I took a pad out of the drawer. I put it on. And I went about See, my day. My mom didn't tell me anything. I just woke up <laughs> yeah, bloody I as fuck. I was the last girl in my class to shave. I didn't care. They could braid my armpit hairs for all I gave a damn. I had like blonde leg hair, so wow. it didn't matter. To me. That's yeah. so important. And you know what? I had a science. It seems like they can handle me at my winter. They certainly don't deserve me at my summer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, girl empowerment. Right? <laughs> Powerful women. I had a science teacher who told us her first period story. And she said that nobody had taught her anything about, like, sex or how their bodies work, whatever. Just like me. And when she had her first period, she said she was freaking out. She thought she was dying. 
Yeah, I could see how that would be scary. She was terrified as a yeah. child. She had no, and her mom wasn't home. Like she was at work, nobody was home. She was all alone, just bleeding there. She was like freaking out, and I, Dude, she sounded like she was living. Like, imagine, like you wake flashbacks. up, you wake up one day and your dick is bleeding, oh, and you don't have like any clue that this was ever gonna happen. To me that happens. First boner. I, can't I was just all like, "What is I this?" I can't tell you how many girls I gave sex talks to and how many girls that I was friends with as a teenager that I bought birth control for out of pocket. Oh, my God. Their parents insurance. You were that you were that friend. You were that friend. Everyone was trying to keep their daughters away from. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's cool. Educate me. I got you. (laughs) There you go. Anytime. Add me on Facebook. That's a good connection. Did we, uh, did we have that conversation uh, off off air uh, about the fucking first time uh, you ejaculated? How it felt like you were about y- to pee. Yeah, you were about to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you, I was all like, bro, I ran to the bathroom because I was like, oh man, I'm going to piss in this chick. <laughs> and I came back and then it happened again. I'm all like, fuck, why does it feel like I got to pee? <laughs> That's it. That's our struggle. That's our struggle. <laughs> That's an our end, ladies. That's trouble. Understand what goes on <laughs> on this end. I heard Man period. Oh, I, mean, I do, I do yeah, in theory, understand. I do have a prosthetic cock that comes. A prosthetic? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Wait. yeah. Oh, Can I've seen it? those. I can hit the ceiling with it. I can hit the ceiling. That's cool. That's nice. Do you have one of those dragon tentacle things? A bad dragon? I, I, I know it's like a dragon and they're like tentacles and they look crazy as fuck. Uh, I don't have a tentacle one, but I have a bad dragon one. The bad dragon one is actually the squirter. It's kind of funny. It glows in the dark. A friend of mine gave it to me as a present. This took a really fucked up turn, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're making you're making Van uh, blush. So yeah, can you see? Much. Can you see him blush? Listen, listen honey. Too listen, much. There is nothing. There is nothing like putting a multimillionaire man down on his knees and making him suck your cock until uh, you decide to come all over his face, God. and then making him pay you hundreds of dollars. Damn, there is it. That does sign in power. Can we just put him down? <laughs> like, does, does he really need to be around anymore? There, look, there's no argument. There's nothing like that. There can't be. Yeah, that's that's ultimate empowerment right there. Ladies, if you're out there for the struggle, please take a billionaire, make him suck your dildo. <laughs> your dildo. See, look, he gets shy. <laughs> Pegabitch 2020. Pegabitch 2020. There you go. There dude. you go. That's a soundbite. You know what? <laughs> oh, man. Is it is it emasculating to get your butthole licked, dude? I've never tried. <laughs> never. I'm good. Would you ever? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Why not? I I have sex uh, with a sheet and a little hole on the bottom. That's the way it works for me. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, just so you know, I am selling a prosthetic <laughs> of my lips and my pussy. If you need something a little bit more helpful, there. Oh uh, no, there I'm go. good. I'm good Whoa, with the Mormon. How do they do that? Like, do they like find something to shake your lips? Uh, it's they- like teabagging your vagina into a bowl of silicone. It's very weird. Oh wow! Is it like getting like your retainers on your teeth? Like you put that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> do they do the inside though? I'm dead. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Actually, I'm working on designing several insides for it. So, like, I'm making like the normal one and then the tight one, and then I'm gonna do some that are like ribbed and like some that have bulbs and stuff to create different types of suction. Mm. Wow. That's good. That's powerful. Yeah. It's about time guys got like decent sex toys, you know. Where's our yeah, right. Where's our men's rights guy? He had technical difficulties. He hasn't been able mm. to join us. 
Um, yeah, I told him if he wanted to join on a phone call or on Messenger. Uh, I think I got it. Can you hear me? <laughs> Obviously, Toby. Toby, damn it. I Fuck. cannot hear you because you're Toby not missed like the good stuff. Toby's been here. He's he's there. We enjoyed uh, Daisy last week. We got a couple of good uh, sound bites from her. I don't know. Did you have a chance to listen to the show? I didn't have a chance to listen to the show. Oh. I, have a, I own two other businesses outside oh. of doing sex work. And sex work is literally like being your own business in one person. So wow. uh, I just don't sleep anymore, I think. Okay. Wow. You're like Elon Musk. Uh, Let me play you one while we wait on them. When you go into McDonald's, do you ask for a McNugget before you buy a four-piece? No. Exactly. (laughs) She was talking about uh, freebies, how some men ask for uh, freebies because they're entitled. It's so obnoxious. Oh, God. No freebies. Excuse me, but you can see, like, a lot of my shit online already. Like, Uh if you Google Becca Sin, like, you can see a lot. And I was in Cosmopolitan back when I was 23, the magazine. And so, like, you can find a whole bunch of shit on me already. So, but, like, to come into my inbox and to think that you're so special that I'm just going to give you a fucking freebie. Yeah. Is is that the whole thing? Like, they're they're asking for a specific... Like it's take a picture. I mean, like part of it is that I'm a fendom and I'm kind of just like really over it anyway. But um, it's the entitlement that they think that they're somehow more deserving than literally everybody else. Like we get messages a day, literally hundreds. It's exhausting. Um, I think I put between six to twelve hours a day into my sex work. That's advertising, promoting, scheduling share for shares, messaging my um, customers back, uh, setting up appointments if I need to, and that doesn't even include creating content. Wow. So where where do you think the whole entitlement thing comes from? I mean, um, I find that men tend to feel really entitled towards women's bodies because of how. <laughs> They've been raised in this country. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat that one. Honestly, um, there's this whole movement of guys that think that women should just inherently say yes to them to go on a date, uh, which is a little bit silly to me. Like the whole. There was a few years ago a sorority incident where an entire sorority got shot up because this girl refused to go on a date with a guy. She had wow. told him no repeatedly. She had told him no repeatedly over and over and over again, over months and months and months. I, the school didn't get involved or anything like that. And he shot up the sorority because she said no. And do you know what people said afterwards? Well, she should have said yes. Oh my God. What's, the, what's the harm? <laughs> it's just a little date. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. If he I, was the kind of guy who would shoot up a sorority, he was definitely the kind of dude who would have date raped her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably beat the shit out of her and, you know. Oh, God. All right, and, like, you're not, like, you're allowed to say no to people. You're allowed to reject things that you're just not comfortable with. Like, that's part of body autonomy, and that's part of consent. And if you can't handle that, then maybe you need to go back to learning how to be a person. Get some therapy. Where are we going to yeah. do that? Amen at? to that. I mean, <laughs> Uh, Daisy said the exact same thing. Go to therapy? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, dude. So we, uh, yeah. we, we do Look, we you're do. a grown-ass adult. You're a grown-ass adult. The only person who is in control of your own emotions and your feelings is you. That's it. No one's going to save you but you. So you better learn how to deal with them and manage them. Uh, yeah. What's going on, Andy? Nothing? Nope. He's, he's, 
Tell us, Andy, you can talk. Yeah, talk talk to us, man. Andy's, well, you're shy. Just go. If you have a question, if you have like some kind of retort, please. This is why we have you. Thoughts or concerns? What do you have to say, dude? Get close to the fucking microphone, goddammit. I know what. What? About what? Talk, Andy. Well, what's going on? What do you What do you think about sex work? Well, so we haven't even gotten like sex work is so. Oh, you don't want to say anything that would offend. You don't want to offend nobody. (laughs) You gotta run for office, bro. I just read your message. Go ahead. Go ahead. She's an open-minded person who's willing to talk. Like, just just. You want 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 an OnlyFans page still? No, no, no. I never wanted one. You want to show us your feet on OnlyFans or what? Do you have yes, a problem with uh, the idea of sex work or anything like that? Wait, what? Do you have a problem with the idea of sex work or the practice? No. No? Then what is it, fucker? Just talk. Well, ask me something. I don't know. I'm just listening. Okay, like, okay. He's, he's done. You what's, know what? what, what's one thing that you had, you, you listened from her that you were like, mm, actually. <laughs> it was just kind of, I don't know. Like, there's some things that I'm like, like she said, like, there's situations where literally you cannot that's your last option you know like um trannies for example like to survive and like she said it's fucking dangerous dude like you know how many fucking transsexuals get killed like i'm like diamond was killed a few years ago in new orleans she was beaten and then thrown into her car and they lit the car on fire because she was black at a trans woman yeah and exactly that's what i'm saying like it just it's i i can never see myself like that but you know, who's one to say, like, at what point do you decide, like, if I don't do this, I can't survive, you know? Like, in the trans community, like, it's really common. It's just, it's just for me, the, it's sad. Like, it's, I've been, how can I say, I've been um, blessed enough not to, like, that's my last resort, you know? It's really not a place you want to be in. No. I can tell you that from experience. Um, it's rough. It's really rough. Like, you... You don't understand the things you will do to survive on this earth until you reach that full extent and you do them in life. Do you yeah. do you guys do you guys believe in disclosure? What do you mean? And and the idea of like having an obligation to tell somebody if you're you know, like if you're trans and you're a female. Well, in my opinion, well one, yeah, like Half the time, they, like, these girls are getting killed. It's because they don't say shit. Like, you're going to come across that one person and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. What do you think, Becca? <laughs> I think that a person's genitals are nobody else's business. And a person's sexual history is nobody else's business. You can't tell a trans person is a trans person just by looking at them because there's really no set definition of what is female and what is male. And look, there are plenty of women out there that have beards and very square jaws and linebacker shoulders and are very masculine in their appearance. And there are plenty of men out there who are very hyper feminine in their appearance and they can be cis or they can be trans. You have no idea. And frankly, it's not, it's it's not your job to know. Now, if a trans person is comfortable enough to tell you that they're probably feeling like you're really safe, right? If you're going on a date with a person and they hide their identity from you, it's because you're not safe for them. If they go on a date with you, they're going to disclose it if they think that you're a safe person. They're not just going to keep that in the closet. That's 
silly. So that would be like that would be like somebody going on a date with somebody and not telling them that you're HIV positive before like having sex. Like they're going to tell you if you're talking about having sex and they're consensually engaged in this conversation with you and they really trust you enough, they will tell you. It's because of that whole garbage of you might just be trying to trick me that trans women keep getting killed. So you don't you don't think it's an obligation like to Hell tell anybody? No. It's not your job to know what's in my pants. Is it my job to know what's in yours? I just want to make sure the you know the pieces match up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I mean, no! You I mean, can't tell that by looking at somebody's body. No, I can't. And it's not, your business, it's not your business to know for strangers anyway. And if you're going to be intimate with a person, they're going to talk to you about it beforehand, and you can get over it. Okay. What do you? That's it. Oh, I just want to know. You know, like because that's that's yeah. what I prefer. So I just want to make sure I mean, that you're in understanding. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's like, if, if you're a sex worker and that's what you're paying for, like, I want a female, at not... The day, at the end of the day, nobody cares what you prefer. The whole trans argument isn't about what you prefer. Nobody cares. If you prefer vaginas, great. Prefer vaginas. There are plenty of men out there with vaginas, by the way. And plenty of women who have massive dicks. So, like... You don't... So... No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <it>. Okay. <laughs> That's it, dude. That's all I got. Yeah. That's all okay. you got. You he he's are you are you legit scared that you're gonna run into a chick with a penis? No, I mean I've I've met people with such things and I'm just cool with them. Uh, it's just wasn't. It's just understanding, like, dude, you know, don't hit on me. It's cool. <laughs> you are good. Probably. <laughs> She's I'm trying so hard right now. It's all right. This no, is you don't have to try. Don't even try. Person is trans or gay or any of those things doesn't mean you're their type. What? Well, you. if they if they do are actively hitting on you, I mean, if they actively are making the motions, can, just like you can do with literally any other person on the planet, you can just say you're not interested. Angel has tried. <laughs> dude one time so one time i was uh hanging out with my classmates and we went drinking and there was one of our classmates that was there he was he's gay and he's very he's got all the worst elements of toxic masculinity but he's gay so he's very aggressive about it and he was hitting on all the dudes knowing that they were straight and all of that and like still was trying to like touch people and so i made the mistake of asking him for a ride and on the ride home (laughs) He was like, oh, so are you going to, like, let me go in and, like, you know, you we're going to mess around? And I'm like, nah, dude. I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, well, he legit said, <laughs> he legit said, he was like, oh, well, I'm giving you a ride for no reason. And I was like, I could give you gas money. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm good. Uh, I just needed a ride. I'll give you gas Did money. You give him gas money? <sighs> I didn't give him shit, but so then <laughs> hey, he's like, ass cash regress. Yeah, I know. He yeah. was like, he was like legit, like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. And wow. then I, I was like, dude, you know, I'm straight. Um, I'm cool, so I don't care that you're doing this whole thing. But like, this is like not cool to do to someone. And then he was like, he just kind of let it go. And then a couple minutes later, he was like, I can Can I just give you some head? Like, wow. Just had it really, it really sucks being a woman, doesn't it? Yeah, dude. And I've said this. <laughs> so look, how we're treated all the time. So so this is something that. All right. So I grew up with women, and all my friends in high school were women. And I've always had this understanding of certain things that like chicks go through just from being around them a lot and like being in that in those conversations. 
But being in that car with that dude was kind of like, oh, dude. Yeah. And so he drops me off and he's like, before I leave the car, he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, bro. Thanks. And I swear to God, I go upstairs. I'm fucking chilling. Five minutes later, he's like, hey, I'm still in front. Are you sure? (laughs) No. He texts me. (laughs) So creepy. I was like, damn, dude. How old were you and him? I was like 27. 20, oh, wow. I was thinking about kids. No, no. Oh, this was. <laughs> no, this was like yeah. grown ass, like, hey, I'm going to give you a ride. Is, the thing about this story is it has literally nothing to do with the fact that he's gay and everything to do with the fact that he would have d- been done that to a person regardless of their sexuality. Yeah. And his sexuality. He's just a shitty person. It's, well, he. Like, he just. It's just that he happens to be gay. Has no, like it no, literally I'm saying, has nothing to do with the story. He just happens to be a shit person. Like he, that's one of those. I think that's one he of those. Doesn't dude, know his boundaries. That's one of those. Yeah, that's one of those dude behaviors though that I really like. Very it's dude-like. entitlement. Yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it's the really. He hit, yeah. he hit me hard yeah. with that male entitlement. If bro. I spend X amount of <laughs> on money on you on a date, you're gonna give me head, right? I don't want to give him head. You are. Uh, you no, know. he wanted me. He wanted to give me head, which was even weird. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's so icky. He has like a stubble and shit. I'm like, oh no, dude. I got that wet ass pussy so right now. Any way you do it? Made it like soft. No, I can't. I can't. Extra lip butter. <laughs> dude, <laughs> his mouth a little bit more. Stepped the, on an ice cube. The beard. The beard. I think the beard. Oh, would. some flowers at least. Yeah, the beard wouldn't work. If he had, she's no gonna beard, be sweating. Do it. Pro- <laughs> well, I, probably not. I I've said probably. I've been the first to say that if I could be gay, I would be. If I could be gay, I would be gay. Why? And I spent a lot of time. Why? Because Grinder works. Grinder works. <laughs> and Grinder cannot work. work for straight dudes and straight women. Like there's oh, versions it of not. it. Because Grind, dude, come it's on. It's just more intense. It's yeah, more it's intense. like boom, 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 dude. Come on. The heteros couldn't handle that. Yeah, it's true. I but it's ca- there. They cannot. It's it's yeah, a, there. It's there, but like it just. People are Ten so freaked more out intense. about talking about what they actually want in relationships and sex. It's hysterical. Well, like, the true. gay community can be all about it. They'll like be super loud about it. They'll just be in your inbox and be like, "Hey, you want to fuck?" Then that doesn't work with straight people. And but that that's, guys try. That's, that's what that's for, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're not going to do it on Facebook, it but it wouldn't work. work. It can work. I mean, that's what it's for. Like, I know, but it wouldn't work with straight with people. some people. Mm. It wouldn't work. If it would work, it would be there. You don't think Just Bumble or like Twitter or yeah, but we, but dedicated app? a dedicated app. It's like Google Maps. Yeah, there are dedicated apps. Sticks. Tinder. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Tinder. I don't know. Swipe man. right. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder. Well, I don't know. This guy's showing me something. I got distracted oh, there. Oh, uh, our our guest. Our guest is prepared. All right. Our other guest. So, so we. Toby? D- <laughs> yes, Toby. Tobert. Tebert. Right. We we should talk to Toby. Toby let was me, having uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, let me play him in, and I'm gonna go pee again. Again. We're gonna break a record, dude. I know. Where's the Where's the thing? The pee? <laughs> as As Imagine is playing. Oh man, no, man. You need another beer? Yes. Mr. Toby, are you present? Can we hear you? Do we have a mic? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. We were enjoying your your rendition of Imagine right now. Yeah, I can see you. I got you on the. 
video Okay. So you like John? I you like John Lennon? That song sometimes is like. It's a commie song. You think it's a communist song? It is. No. Um, and yeah, I'm, well, and I'm strictly I like John Lennon. John Lennon was a commie. Yeah. yeah. This guy thinks John Lennon so, was a communist. I wanted to I wanted to say a few things to Becca. All right. Becca, can you, you hear, hear him? Started off with yeah, she can hear because I think that we should start this off diplomatically. As an MRS and a MGTOW, why do you think that those organizations are, like, against me? You broke up a little bit there at the end. So um, so he's asking you, um, why do you think that groups like uh, Men's Rights uh, and Men Going Their Own Way are against you and sex worker? So a lot like in feminism, a lot of the worst MRA people are the loudest and say some of the nastiest things. They have really, really put a dark light on the MRA movement, which is really unfortunate because I think that there's a lot of value to that movement. There's a lot of value to men being able to connect with other men and feel that strength and that bond and to have emotional connections and to grow together. I think that's a great thing. Um, what do you think, Toby? Hello? Are you still with us, Toby? Yeah, I was just turning up the volume so I could hear that. Um, it's echoing now. Um, can you turn up the volume a little too much? Can you hold the phone to your head like so that it's a regular... Um, like if it, like if you're making a phone call like that. So off speaker if it's on. I'll stand for a minute. Okay. If not, a uh, headset with the uh, well, mic would be best. Yeah, that. The mind, my headset no longer works. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Who hung, hung up? I heard you a click. Is oh. you okay? Did you go? You, you. Call, call him from yours. This guy had a, had a moment. Oh. Hold on. Silliness. Yeah, I it's fucking technology shit. All right. I don't want to go to work. <laughs> Andy, Why tell us about work. Go to work dude? Tell Why? us about work. Were you working at a bar now? Mm-hmm. And how is it? I know you've always, you've worked at many bars. You've actually uh, had uh, tights on. At fucking different bars. Anyway, so how's the bar life? This one is you horrible. You like it? It's horrible? Why? How? Yeah, how is COVID bar life? I don't want to get into details. Oh, God. <laughs> God uh, damn it. I hate my it's job. I don't want to little... get into it, though. Yeah, I just... It's just unfavorable. Fine. Wait, you work at a bar? Yeah. Which That's one? it. That's all you need to know. Oh, wait, you should yeah, I'd rather not say it there. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Where you work? Let's give him a plug. But, Shout uh, out. It's just, I you know, people just don't, people, people don't listen. Like People don't listen to mask regulations. Mm-hmm. Is it because they're drunk? Are they minorities? Well, not in the beginning, but at the end of the night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does, does the mask wearing get more loose as they get more drunk? I mean, like, think about it, bro. Like, if you go to a bar, it's like if you go to a restaurant, you have to walk in with a mask, and when you sit down, you can take it off. Do, do like, the, you have to take off your mask to drink, but... Who wears their mask less? Uh, white people, 
Mexicans. You really think people? Yes. White people are gonna go to a bar down the street from here? No. <laughs> yeah, we're in one of those neighborhoods where there's no white people going to the bar. And if there are, you should really be like watching them because because they're cops. Because they're either cops or dangerous. <laughs> no, it's just like a hole in the wall bar. It's, it's disgusting. That's disgusting. All right, I All can right. see why. That's a that's a great way to. <laughs> no plugs. No plugs. That's cool, man. I worked. No, I you never worked at a bar? No. No? But you worked at a, a bunch of dingy places like a tattoo parlor. Yeah, I worked. It was it was semi-dingy. That was the first time I found out about the foot thing being real intense. Because <laughs> well, I was with one of my guys and they were having someone's birthday at the tattoo shop and we had a stripper pole there. So they hired two strippers. Mm-hmm. Did you strip? No, I did not. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a very conservative lady. Shut the fuck. <laughs> and so these strippers were like, boom, and we were actually like right there in front. So the the actual stage was like where this table is in front of us, so like two feet away from me. And it was pretty crazy. And then when we left, uh, I was in the car with my guy, and he was like, "Oh man, you know, like, um, did you see that chick's feet?" And I was like. <laughs> No, I did not at any point see her feet at all, ever at, at any point. Because they were like pretty much naked right there, like two feet from me. So like, but he was focused on their feet the whole time, and that was when I was no, like, "Vanilla is how." Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, but that was when I found out like that. That's the thing. Like, if I had that thing, I'd be there stuck on her feet too. And he was really like, "Did you see her feet?" And I was like, "No, nah, not at all." You know, take fetish all people are my favorite people. Are they? Why? They're just very interesting. Do you get a... Are they nicer? They also, they'll just buy you oodles of shoes and, like, socks and, like, pantyhose and fishnets and all sorts of fun things for you to just wear. Do you get, like, uh, diaper furs or anything like that? No. None? No. Okay. Has anyone ever asked? Lucky ones. Um, you guys want to hear my weirdest story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have any of you ever fist-fucked a frozen turkey? No, but that sounds erotic. <laughs> Super erotic. So I had a client not who had a Rachel Ray fetish. And I happened to do a bang-up Rachel Ray uh, impression. I'm not going to do it because like, I actually like myself now. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he used to sit in his chair in the corner, and I would put on sexy cooking shows. You know how hard it is to be sexy when you're like elbow deep in a fucking turkey and like pouring <laughs> gravy on your tits? <laughs> wow that's nice so yeah. that that was the weird was was, was the weird one. was the dude i'm assuming dude because you know i mean like i guess golden showers are weird but like golden showers are pretty standard honestly yeah but was the dude someone who you'd look at and be like this guy likes that shit or was he someone who you wouldn't even think <laughs> that's a good question i think right <laughs> um how can you I, ask that though i think at that point in my life, I probably would not have expected <coughs> from him. Um, but if I knew <coughs> what I know now, I suspect everybody of being just a total freak. <laughs> to be really honest, is that was that like the general takeaway? Like, has there been a general takeaway from the whole experience about like dudes and like the, the biggest freaks? The biggest freaks are generally conservative and Christian. See, bro? No way, go. really. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you yes. can't really just look yes. at someone and be like, yes. oh, that's what they're into. That's you never into know. Why do you think that is? Um, 
I think that there's a lot of secret fetishism that goes on in, like, the Christian mentality that a lot of people don't really talk about. It's really subtle and, like, kind of covert. Like, there's sects of Christianity that have self-flagellation involved. And we don't really talk about that a whole lot. But also, it's not like the church is so pristine in its sexuality and its nature anyway, you know? Right, but do you think this, like, repression of talking about it within the Christian community has made them like even more hungry for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's the same reason that I get hired by really, really intensely empowerful business people is because for the hour that they're with me, they don't have to make any decisions. They don't have to think they don't have to choose what they're wearing. They don't have to choose where they eat, where they sit, how they stand. They don't have to think. That's, They're finally able to let go for a full hour. And can you imagine how relieving that would be to be free of guilt for an hour when you grow up in a system that is incredibly oppressive? Real quick. Uh, that's when you do, like, dominatrix stuff, right? Yeah. You want to be a dominatrix, Andy? No. No? Andy's like, <laughs> no, Andy, not, I know dominatrix. it's out there. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not I used to, know, I, to it. But I, so I work. Because I thought I'm just curious. Like, like, do you get paid, like, do you get certain customers that are like, just do whatever you want? Or like, they tell you like, this is what I want. And it is, we, so ideally before the pandemic, when it was me being able to be a bit more choosy about my clients, I prefer to be able to sit down with them in a session beforehand and go over exactly what they're looking for to work with me. I usually take on people who are more long-term than short-term. And so that means we usually have weekly to bi-weekly sessions. And so we really discuss what their limits are, um, what they like, what they don't like, what if they have a history of trauma, what that means, the safe words involved. Um, and we start our ourselves out really light and we work up to the really heavy stuff because that's the only way to do it. It's the safest way to do it. And everything about BDSM is about being safe, sane, and consensual. Like, um, have, have you seen the, the, the TV show Pose? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, never mind. Then. Great. What is it? Well, you're not going to get my reference, but like one of the characters is um, uh, transvestite mm-hmm. and she gets into dominatrix stuff. And she gets paid to do certain things. Oh, I watched like one episode of that. I know what you're talking about. But I don't know if you know about the episode that I'm talking about. Go ahead. Keep going. But uh, in the episode, like, <laughs> um, he pays her, like, I guess he does, like, cocaine and he has poppers in the mask and she puts the mask on him and he tells her to, like, leave him alone for, like, two hours, but he ends up dying, like. Nice. It's, it's like, terrible. do you draw the line at that? Like, would Drugs. you let them do that or? No. <laughs> She's smarter she went over this whole thing about safety to and be, like it sounded pretty yeah. legit and then you're to gonna be fair, no i know but like in the i guess in the episode like yeah. he was enticed and like oh i throw x amount of money that's like, underground isn't, shit bro isn't that a character like new to the scene or whatever no so, no no it's not the same what series mean? i'm thinking of no all right yeah. i Move mean on. like the amount of money someone would have to pay me i mean like <laughs> i can't that's like that's absolutely mind blowing. I mean, like you. I mean, you do have instances with girls, like with Cardi B, who drug dudes and then rob from them. Well, what do we think about that? Like hypothet- <laughs> hypothetically speaking, like what would you do if you were stuck in that situation? Like, uh, wait, what? With the cocaine? With the cocaine? No, like the, the person dying. And the fucking like, mask. She, she she gave him GHB. Um. So 
I think it was a really, really fucked up thing to do, but I can understand how <laughs> somebody gets so desperate to put them to go through something like that, especially in the sex work industry. Well, like that's what I'm saying. Like, like so, you know, like it's hard for trannies okay, because. But I can see, I can see how she could get to that point. Andy, why are you calling people trannies, bro? Or transsexuals, or <laughs> people who you know, people who transition. It's 2020, bro. What do you want me to say? Transgender. Okay, people fucking I'm sorry. Like, it's like 1992 over here. Well, just correct me. We're progressive, bro. We're progressive. Okay, transgender people. I'm sorry. I'm you know, like it's harder for them because it's like if you offer someone more money and no, they're struggling. No, dude, it is. Listen, I I've seen I've in high school I used to hang out with all these chicks and I used to love going to Boys Town. We used to hang out with people, and then at some point when I was in my early twenties, I I worked at a gay bar, and they were super fucking when? cool. Hey, when I was like twenty three, and they were super fucking cool, and I got to see a lot of, I got a lot of insight into shit that was going on and shit, and I met the sis the sisterhood of perpetual indulgence. Yes. Oh yes, the sisterhood of perpetual indulgence. They're in New Orleans. They're so great. Yeah, it's like this. I love them. So from an outsider, this is just being there, and they just showed up. They dress like the Pope, but goth, but like super trans, like uh, glam and shit. It's insane. Drag. Like the Met Gala. They, they Daddy. Yeah, so. But yeah, anyway, so. I have uh, Toby ready. He's actually still on. Uh, <laughs> oh, so. all right. Anyway, I was just saying that I sympathize, you know, and I know it's not, it's not fucking easy because <laughs> people are assholes and shit. And it's like crazy that you just, like, you do this whole thing and you're just, I guess, you know, you. I. I mean, when you choose something, I think that that'd be a hard thing to just choose. Like, let me just put myself in this position where, like, everyone's going to hate me and potentially, like, my parents or everyone I know. Like, I don't think you... I don't know. It seems like a yeah, shitty choice to make. Well, definitely. It, no, I'm saying, like, you know? you're kind of born that way. So, for people to ostracize you and treat you like shit, like, it's, you know, I, I, you know, it's, it's struggles. You know? Honestly, honestly, I didn't, I didn't really... Watching the show Pose, like, really changed my Post? Mind. What is it called? P-O-S-T? P-O-S-E. P- Pose. Pose. Everybody, go watch Pose so you know Where? what Andy's talking Netflix? about. Mm-hmm. On Netflix. Yeah. That's a plug right there. All right. I so, mean, we're, we, we got to talk to Toby. He's back on with us? Yes, he's. Toby, uh, are listening. you there? Yep. Yeah. All right. Connection. We, all right. We can hear you perfectly. This is great. Okay. All right, Toby. This so is why I stay, try to stay sober. Yeah, we're... So, basically... Um, you know, to respond uh, to her statement. Okay, go ahead. Um, is that is that there are a few people who are like that, but that's not the majority. A lot of times, the minority speaks louder than the majority. You know, and, and I hear, um, we get the with, same back rap with feminists. I mean, you have people who think that feminists really want to wipe men out on Earth, and that's obviously not the case. Like the majority of us are, really just want men to be able to heal. Like, there we are feminists, though, that do, and that's the same yeah, way. There's the also same thing that there's I, also men rights activists who think that women should go back to living in the 1920s, and that's not about to happen. I also see that too, but I don't agree with that. And I don't you agree know, with them uh, either. Uh, so to assume that we are, that are guilty by affiliation would be silly, wouldn't are, it? So, so taking taking into account that Becca specifically doesn't want to wipe out men, 
what do you think about like the whole sex work aspect of like the conversation well i don't participate in sex anymore it's a part of mid cal being a monk there are several types um but a lot of people uh they agree with not dating or marrying and some of them agree with prostitution Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's all cut that we all accept them as MGTOW in some groups, not as much as others. But yeah, there are uh, pickup artists so, who are MGTOW. So you make reference to MGTOW, and just for like people who aren't familiar, that's an acronym which is men going their own way. And as yeah. an as a kind of like a spectator of like all things online and all these different communities. And I participate in some, and I like to learn about like all of it. I, as an outsider, like if you had to explain to someone the basic element of it, what is it, and what does it mean, at least to you? Well, basically, I mean to put it shortly, we're protecting ourselves by di- socially distancing ourselves from women, you know, because men, oh, because women are generally treated better. And there's two, there's two very important stats that women um, that women are the perpetrators of 75 percent of non-reciprocated domestic violence, and lesbians are the highest contributors in domestic violence out of all types of relationships. Really, and women women are just not very prosecuted for uh, you know i'm a big man and that might mm. not ever happen to me but just like the other day i was attacked at the bus stop um by a woman why and my well i i she said and this is her work that i was my laughing was irritating to her But I wear a body camera all the time. And she came from across the street, put her bag down, took out this, like, 14-inch garden trowel, like a big dagger. And, I mean, she came straight, walked up to me, got in my face, and I tried to gently, you know, press up on her chin because she was right in my face. And move her back, and that's whenever she tried to stab me. Um, and men get this a lot, you know. Um, the, the property management is angry with me um, because there was an incident out there, and they're all hopped up because it's it's a woman, but she was not injured at all. I mean, I, I had to take control of her and take the. The weapon out of her hand. How, how many times has that happened to you? Like that people assume, you know, and that's incredibly sexist. So, like, you know, how many situations like that have you gone through? A lot. My mother um, abused me quite a bit. I have a lot of scars on the back of my head, and if you know anything about how that hurt happens. It's because one of your your back is turned to somebody and they hit you in the back of the head. You know, my mother was very, very abusive. It made me bleed a lot whenever I was a child. 
And I got no justice because I was a male. Uh, did you ever try seeking help when this was going on? How old were you? Yeah. This this went on from before I can remember until I started running off at 14. And it finally stopped going that way whenever I got about 15, you know. And it was me defending myself, but I finally made my mom afraid to keep attacking me, you know. But did you call the cops uh, or authority or you never contacted authority? She always called the police and and I always talked to them. She would call the police accusing you? Yeah, because that's what abusers do. They groom the people around you. I mean, like, I mean... Yeah, and you're in his situation, like he's like different because, like, I can see he has experience as much as like women do. Like, dude, like women get it really bad. Like, well, like so like, can I interject? Can I interject? Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. So go ahead. it's really hard to get the statistics on how many women are perpetrators of domestic violence because a lot of men don't report domestic violence or aren't taken seriously. There's a really disparity in court with the persecution rates as well. Like we have it hard, but when it comes to court things met and men trying to get out of domestic violence situations and get help for sexual abuse, men have it a hundred times harder than we do. It is really upsetting. It is really, really heartbreaking and definitely a huge portion of the movement that we work on. A perfect example is like when my brother do like his ex, she was fucking crazy. Like he was, she was beating the shit out of him. Yeah. So he called the cops, and she took oranges and fucking like whipped them at her. And they saw the bruises. They took him in. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that happens a lot. All the time. Yeah, a fake rape. What is it about the oranges? It's just the oranges. Yes. Yeah. It's always oranges. Fake rape yeah. There's a lot of those. Are about two percent. Not great, but not good. Why we don't have oranges in my house? You're so um, what were you saying, Toby? I just, I would I would disagree with that number, but there's no better statistics on it. Yeah, I mean, if most of the most of the I would I would say that there's a lot more of it that just goes on to harass men than actually gets filed in court, and I yeah, definitely okay. think that that should be illegal. As a person, I mean, it is it is already illegal to file false claims. It doesn't matter what that false claim is, whether it's somebody stole my car or I was raped. It's illegal, and everybody should absolutely face jail time for that. I will not at all fight you on that. But as a person who underwent, as a person who under twenty three years of being raped and beaten and tortured, I have to say that there is no part of us that enjoys the idea of going to court and making a report about it. When what happened to me at 13 happened, he went around immediately afterwards and told the entire town that if they just pushed a little hard, I was really easy. Wow. And it resulted in me getting assaulted and harassed regularly at school by men. And I told my vice principal, and she never reported it. It wasn't until three years later when I was 16 and... I had a mental breakdown. I even told my mom about it and I just shut down and we reported it to the police. And you know what the police made me do? They made me repeat my story at least 15 times. Then they made me call him to hear his voice over the phone to try wow. and get a confession out of him. 
I had nightmares before, and I haven't stopped having night terror since. I mean, we're talking about a guy who left physical scars inside of my body. I'm so sorry. And those yeah, things exist. I, I, and those are valid things. And women, women just don't, we don't we don't just make things up like this for fun. We're not sitting around at brunch with our hate fingers plotting against each other, giggling about how to fuck men over. We really don't do that. It's not a great time. And the women who do do that need to fucking stop and need to get serious help and therapy. Just like the men who do crazy shit need to get serious therapy. It has nothing to do with gender and much more to do with don't be a shitty fucking person. Yeah, but I'm not saying that women are shitty people. I'm just saying it's a lot more equal in, in, in perpetration of the crime and a lot less equal in pro- prosecution. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you that the way that they prosecute the cases in general, whether it's with a man or a woman, before we before we even get get into that, it is. It's very hard to go through that process. And if men can't do it, then it's it's fucked up for everybody. You know, yeah. it's the same. It's the same thing. Um, you know. But men are a lot more likely to be turned away. And and as a sex worker, just, I'm more likely to get raped by my police officer for even reporting it in the first place. Exactly. That's so I so, think. I so think, why is this? Why is this? Why is this specifically men separating themselves from women instead of men finding women with like-minded goals and aspirations involving these issues and working together to fight them. Wait, hold on. That's the whole acronym? What does that spell out? That's what we're going to get to next, actually. So is that part of the plan? Yeah, that was part of my plan. Okay. So uh, so, uh, go go ahead. Uh, Let's finish this up, and then I'll... Or if you want me to just go well, no, ahead. yeah, go ahead. I mean, so so I think that there's a lot of misinterpretation for for like what it all means, but like you seem to have a very specific idea of it, and and what is that, you know? Because I've what, been arguing with feminists for a, for a very long time to try to get you know people on the same page, you know, reaching out there and trying to trying to tell people that really don't want to hear it you know and that's what i that's what i do and a lot of times that upsets them they feel attacked but what part is it what part is it about women that we need to get away from like what why is there a separation from women and a movement behind it okay okay so divorce Uh, i mean a lot of men in this movement are kind of kind of wanted, you know, sort of a traditional style, you know, marriage or some sort of a partnership that was in equals. But, you know, my dad had two wives and my dad went to Vietnam. He had a Mustang ranch because he bought the horses that were being sold off from the the cavalry because they had all these quarter horses. So he's going to quarter horse train. You know, he was a Green Beret, and he was he was first in the cavalry division, I think, in 1954. And um, 
so he got married to this woman and he started this uh this business and she she all of a sudden uh divorced him with like two children while he was he whenever he came back from vietnam that's i mean like that's what happened and then my mom which is a complete sociopath and not actually a good example of a woman um you know really abused my father too you know and i'm not going to i'm not going to say that my father didn't hit me or you know my my father was was a, a trainer for uh the he 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 um he voted in the first black person to wear the green beret he was he was a trainer he helped found socom he was uh he was the uh, the supervising a site supervisor over Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi, and we have like I don't know, probably about eight sites now. Um, so he was in charge of all their training. So my dad didn't but, really know how to raise a child, so he raised a soldier. But the thing I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm going with this. I'm sorry, I got strung off. So my dad, whenever my dad married my mom, you know, at uh, Two years old, my mom took everything that wasn't nailed down, and and just left him. And I didn't know my dad for like six years. And it wasn't just because it was because I was taken by my mom, and then you know I I was born with brain damage and I was having these problems at school, and all of a sudden she needed my dad, you know, and I think. I, and, and she just went at him for money, and so did his other wife. But I mean, do you, you know, do you think that he, this is something that's common, or do you think that your situation was? I you, think it's I think it's very common in divorce court for women to have the upper hand. And what 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 is the conversation like in terms of like fixing this? Because so my my thing is, I mean, you specifically said that you have a plan. I I have noticed that the whole um, men going their own way movement, there's a lot of variations in what that means. But at the end of the day, the consensus is that it's like men separating themselves for, from women. So like, what does that yeah. what does that look like? What is that supposed to do? And like, how does that help men? Well, let, let me let me let me tell you about me and mine. So I got a vasectomy at 18. Uh, straight off the bat, I didn't want to have you know, the problems that my dad had with with women. Kids, um, you didn't want you kids. Know, I just made that children. I didn't want to get married either. Okay. You know, that's enough to put anybody off of that. I I I really don't. You know, not to disrespect her too much. But I really don't think that sex is a financial transaction. You know, um, what, what, what people enjoy it. What, so what do you think that should be treated like? Should sex just be treated just for procreation or between a man and a wife? Can like a man and a wife engage in non procreation well, sex? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think that people should stop 
getting married. I think that there's definitely this huge thing and that for a long time, you know, men have just been uh, taken really is, is, is by what? By, by women? History, like By the alimony. I mean, it's not necessarily women, but it is a lot of female judges these days that are making men liable for a hundred percent of their entire income all their life after only five years of marriage. You know, there's a lot of that stuff going on. And it's, it's very, very tilted towards women. There's a bias there, you know. So and what, what is the com, what is the conversation that needs to happen to like figure that out? Well, we need to be able to have conversations with feminists. You know, I'm banned from Twitter forever just because I was arguing with feminists and not really trying to make fun of them or anything like that. Just, and and that's all they did. What? They wait, well, hold on. How how did you get banned from Twitter? What? How? What did you do to get banned from Twitter? I'm still trying to get banned from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy hasn't reached that level yet. I haven't reached that level. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, what's your power level? <laughs> what did you do to get banned well, from Twitter? Well, this is this is this is what I was doing. Is that women feminists would talk about things. And they would say things on Twitter, you know, and then, you know, I would have a response. And just about every time I did that. Can you give an example? Just He was owning the libs. That's all that matters. Like, give me one actual example of what you said and this person said yeah, like, that got you in trouble. I want, like, a concrete example. Because you can call somebody just like, oh, you're, you're well, stupid. Well, everything I've said in this conversation, I've been dotted but either by Twitter or, or Facebook. But like what? Can you give one example what that happened? Well, you know, I make a lot of memes. Okay, okay. can you... Okay. I, I make, and? So it, it can just go to my Facebook and look. So so and what's what's one of your best memes? With your most spicy memes? Top tier. We want. Well, it's... Well, there's, there's, well, there's one I'm particularly proud, proud of, but it shows a man and a woman sitting together uh-huh. and one uh, over her head there's like a dollar sign and okay. over the man's head there's like a heart sign <laughs> okay that's <laughs> relatable i understand it's pretty good so it's like women men are thinking about love and women are thinking about money what do you what do you think about his spicy meme uh becca <laughs> i'm just over here drinking my tea <laughs> 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 that's, that's spicy. I like it. That is, that's relatable. a pretty good meme. I've made I've I've made uh, my fair share of memes. So uh, all right. That's, but why did they get you banned? Yeah. Was it things they, like that the, that got you banned? Yeah. Was it like like memes? like an actual heart? Like you know, it's still bleeding and stuff like that. Or no. Hold like, on. Hold on. Like, hold on. All right. So so yeah. you'd have these conversations with. Was it just you were getting reported so often? Yeah. Oh please. yes. Can I ask a question? Yes. Definitely. Go go ahead. Do you, do you think that women who work in sex work can have fulfilling relationships, interpersonal relationships outside of sex work? Do I? Yes. No, not really. Why? Well, that's because of the psychological nature of it. I mean, I don't think it's right um, that, that a woman gives herself to more than one man like at a time. 
Do you watch porn? And I used to be. I used no, no. I do you not don't? watch porn. Have you ever no watched porn? porn? Yeah, a little. I wasn't really interested in it. It's really not for everybody. Have you ever read erotica? I used to write some whenever I was younger. Oh, I loved writing erotica. It's so much fun. Isn't it? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, all right. Okay, so, hear hear me out. I still want to know the answer to the question. What you're doing when you're writing erotica is you're writing a service for somebody to read and use for their own pleasure. Sex in the sex work industry is a service. There is a disconnect that exists there. It's like... It's like when you go to work at retail and you get into your retail face. It's when you go and pour a drink at the bar and you get into your bartender face. You go to sex work and you put on your sex work face. Well, I have do, a question. Your stripper you, is not flirting with you because she likes you. She's flirting with you because it's her job. I have a question because breaks my heart. Every time. Know, right? Like for okay, I can kind of see that because if you're making coffee drinks at, at your job, it's whatever. But when you make it for someone you care about, you really put thought into it, right? right. So is it the same with sex? Because I would normally think that if you have yeah. sex so many times, it would get boring and it wouldn't be special oh. anymore with a significant other. No, no. Not at all? Okay. No. There's a reason that we choose the person as our significant other because there's a much more deeper emotional connection in there. We're not talking to our clients about our days we're not telling them about that time that our mom hurt our feelings because she called us a bad name. We're not going to be telling them about that time that we got our period in middle school and the guy that we had a crush on was sitting behind us. But we are going to tell our intimate partners about that. And they're going to have that side of us that doesn't exist to the rest of the world. Right, but that's emotional. And that creates a much deeper intimacy with sex than mm, a okay. than when you're providing the service. Andy, what? Do you disagree? With what? With what she's saying. <laughs> Lost on my life. Oh, he's, oh, you're lost. He's so fucked up. <laughs> so, I am. I am heartbroken though because I thought me and Denny's girl like had something. Yeah. See, I've always. I've. I'm, you I'm, I'm something. Denny's girl. You never know. Yeah, I you know. might have. That's true. But it's, I'm weary. I'm always weary. I don't. I'm not crazy about even waitresses and wait waiters. Like, it's like ugh, they were just nice because they're getting paid. You know, <laughs> it's like, like I don't like it. Just yeah. Just tell me. Well, just give me my shit. Part reason, that's part of the reason that we should abolish tipping and like put in a livable wage but that is a whole other rant to get on to yeah uh, i don't you know want which, them to be rude either just you know leave me alone just you know which restaurant i want to go to is the restaurant where everybody shits talks you it's like what the fuck do you want yeah that's, Eggs, that's a fucking shitty choice yeah but even then they're being extra because they're getting paid you know i just want to be like just get, this is what <laughs> i want bring it to me so the same way you do everything else in your life like- yeah i'm just look you're not gonna get you know you tattoo, a whole different version of me. When, yeah, no. It's, it's just, just how, like, what? That's it, what? Man. What is it? That's it. <laughs> what is what mean? we do. Anyway, so, uh, Toby, you, I know you were, you were about to say something a, a minute ago about what she was saying in terms of separating, you know, the sex work from, like, an intimate relationship. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I used to be polygamous. You know, I'm, I'm an occultist. I'm, I'm a pagan. But it didn't. It didn't really work out for me, you know, like as a man, because the women that I dated didn't want me to date anybody else. And they didn't, you know, they didn't want me to have the sexual freedom that they wanted. And I found out that that was pretty common. Do you think that's, do you think that it didn't work out for you because of the concept period or do you think it didn't work out for you because of the specific people you were involved with well 
it wasn't just the specific people I involved involved with. I mean, not all of them fit the same, you know, mold. Um, mm-hmm. But I was hearing that in groups, and I was I was an admin of a polyamorous pagan group. And in fact, I think I started it, but I I gave it away because most of the people in there thought that men should be not given the same sexual freedom that a woman is, and I really resented that. So yeah, that's really that's something that you should really resent. Um, it sounds like you fell in with a really bad circle. I really wish that you had a more positive experience in that way because there are some really incredible networks out there of these types of people who are really supportive in that exploration of the self. Yeah. Do you, so. Do you? But I just couldn't. I just couldn't do that anymore. So how how has I the, felt awkward? How how oh, has man. how has the whole like men's movement been? In terms of like, was is has it been a positive experience? Has it been what you were looking for? Is it what people should be looking for? Well, I think it's a very positive experience. You know, but by the time I was thirty-eight, I I retired. I bought a yacht, and that was just because I had concentrated on myself. That I didn't, you know, uh, that I that I basically, you know made responsible choices how'd you get a yacht what uh, kind of yacht was it what is, i got it at i i got it at uh an auction and uh rich that's a yeah. lucky that's a lucky $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, yacht that's not I bad i got a that's 32 pretty... foot sailing yacht and it looked like a hunk of junk in the water i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna <laughs> lie but but this thing I mean, if you've ever heard of Jensen Marine, they make boats. Well, this boat was made by Cal Jensen himself, Damn. the designer <laughs> of all those boats. Cal Jensen. And he had taken this sailboat around, the, but nobody knew that. Whenever it was at auction, I learned that because it was in the registration. I knew that somebody had per- custom that boat, and it looked just like all the other Jensen boats. But it wasn't a Jensen boat. Jensen boats normally have the model on it and stuff. No, this was custom for him. Based. And the, whenever that thing went on the rocks, the the <clears throat> and it smashed up against it, that hull did not break. You know what? When you know what busted? What the gears? The, the gears, gears on and it? the and That's the fucking pretty badass the, boat, dude. Not not in the engine. It's tough as nails. Not in the engine. It didn't have just a straight keel. So wait, it what was it made out of? Keel. That that's crazy. So the, the wood. just wood, just some really good wood. The yeah, best a type wood, of wood keel, the best kind of wood keel because it had some give. You know, you oh, what does need to have some give. All right, yeah. that that's pretty that's fucking crazy. Do, though. Well, look, we we still had. Yeah. Do, do you want to give us a quick a quick? Um, Run down on your on your Black Lives Matter and Antifa thing, because I wanted to. I wanted. <laughs> what what is funny? Where's this serious show? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, or not? You could join. Do you guys? So we're we're gonna do the news. Do you guys want to join us for the news? Yeah, you guys want to comment on the news? 
I mean, I don't know what you guys got going I, on. I wanted to, I wanted to say something. Yeah, go ahead, know, dude. Uh, so I have that uh, group on Facebook against Black Lives Matter and Antifa terrorism because they are uh, the organizers, the ones who get the money, the groups, mm-hmm. they're organizing violence and terrorism. Now, I've done a lot of nonviolent protests. Mm-hmm. You know, I organize for homeless people, for cannabis, Based. you know, for men's rights activist things, yes. you know. But that stuff is just completely out of there. And I've been against police brutality all my since the first time I saw somebody get choked. So what's what, nineteen eighty two. What specifically is it about Black Lives Matter that an anti father that's an issue? Wait, real quick. I gotta go because I yeah, gotta go to work. Said- you got a heart out, Andy? Yeah. Andy, we Bye. love you. Thanks, see you guys. Thanks for coming on. Nice Bye. meeting you. He's got to go work at the bar. It was nice <laughs> meeting you. And get ogled by fucking Peace. other men. How dare you. All right. So, yeah. We love you, Andy. The Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. Well, so, well, yeah. What is so, this specifically about that movement that, that is an issue? Well, they're using violence to to uh, to make their end, to make political. And that's, by very dis- definition, terrorism, you know? There, if they want those statues removed, there is a process that they can go through, and it does happen. If as many people went out there to bust down those statues, had went in there with the petition, they would have gotten those statues moved. Uh, and they didn't have to do that. That That's completely unnecessary. And all these businesses and stuff, they're in those people's neighborhoods. Those are their jobs. Those are uh, uh, businesses so, I mean, that their what, community make money off of. Why do you Those think they're doing? Why do you think they're why doing do they, that? Why do I think they're doing that? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're really upset. And they have this false premise that all white people have done something to them. I mean, I came over here as a French Protestant. I was kicked out. I mean, my my lineage, of course, was mm. kicked out of France, and we were taken to the United States. Only we didn't know we were going to be stopping in Africa too. So they put African slaves in the hold, and that's whenever we knew we were going to be slaves, and we were sold on the at the market in Jackson Square. And we mixed with the Africans. There's a whole community of people that have my genetics. My great-great-grandfather had two wives, one black and one white. And I'm also Native American. Which, wait, which German. which one of those wives did you come from? The black I one? I don't know. Well, <laughs> you don't know? Genetic. Genetics doesn't necessarily work like that. Black genes are not always dominant, and white genes are not always dominant. See, during segregation, what happened with our family, I mean, he did have two wives at the same time, you know. So what happened during segregation is that all the dark-colored people went into basically one neighborhood— and the white people went into another. And that was the demand of the state. 
that was not something that we wanted. You know, my, my uncle uh, married a white woman and they had a black child. Wait, what was your uncle? Your uncle was black? Well, we are just that close. We were uh, up until, um, yeah, I think it was, I think was my, my dad's generation, whenever, whenever we were no longer sharecroppers. We, we all, I mean, I I have, I have family reparation. I have heard about the whole French thing and, you know, the black thing and, New Orleans. Well, because people people don't look further well, Louisiana, than rather. skin tone. Yeah, we're talking about Louisiana. And um, so, is that a Cajun? Know. Is that what Cajuns are Wait, made of? Are you actually related or Real. not? Because it sounded it sounded to me when he said, "Is he your actual? Is he your actual uncle?" You said, "Well, close enough, or practically." And you. Well, he's my dad's brother, and they came from the same mother. Well, okay, from so different fathers? Probably. She was, <laughs> hey, you she know was, what? I ain't even mad because it sounds like my background. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking she know was, either. I mean, all of my siblings are half, so. Yeah. Well, she, was, she was of, of the persuasion that, that uh, Becca is. White? I mean. No. What? what? A, a sex worker. Oh, she was a sex worker. Oh, I thought you meant like white. A <laughs> white person. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, Wait, I literally t- I took a DNA test. I'm like 86 percent Irish, and the rest of me is Viking. Uh, that's, wow, that's nice. cool. Yeah. Van Rollington wishes he was his, his results were that. Now, now I just want to be like, what's up? You well, let's talk about breeding. I need some yeah. Viking babies. <laughs> so you're not even <laughs> Viking enough. I can't have babies. I got the I got uh, the fallopian. Yeah, she says she oh, got, got the whole the tube thing or Thank whatever. You my belly button. What's the other thing that people do with the the needle? With the fucking insemination. Oh, yeah, that's never going to happen. I Look, I'm just never going to pop a kid out. That's the, just, I'm, those <laughs> genetics are lost to us now. Yeah, he won't. Hey, there's, there's, <laughs> Thank what, God. Hey, hold on. <laughs> there's, there's this thing that's called the artificial womb, and it will solve all of our problems. Yeah, is, is, isn't it? I can have children without women, and women can have yeah. children without isn't it like a stem cell thing it's it's just like i think that i would do better as a foster parent or like adopting a teenager or like somebody who really needs it because there's there's already just such an issue that way i don't really need to add to it that is true there's all the fucked up kids with no and like my genetics are cool and all but like other genetics are cool too yeah that's true i like genetics (laughs) (laughs) i like genetics um well, you know, it seems like we're agreeing on a lot more things than we're disagreeing. <laughs> okay, let's agree. Except for the French thing. So, so I mean, I, I mean, I've heard of the historical thing with French people. So that this is where you come from. Aren't you related to Bill Hicks? You told me you were related to Bill Hicks. Oh yes. He was your cousin. My my mom from East Texas. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what my grandmother said. I mean, I only just like hung out with him like a couple times whenever I was a kid. But yeah, it was definitely Bill Hicks. I, I, uh, in Houston, whenever he was, uh, he was doing a show down there, I caught up with him smoking outside. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's, is it true that he became Alex Jones later down the line? I did, (laughs) you know, I've, I've been hard pressed 
and not to think that myself. You should you should go <laughs> up to him see if he recognizes you. Have you ever? Yeah, you should you should try to meet Alex Jones. He looks. I even memed it, you know, with him and and Alex Jones. Nice. Because <laughs> they just look so much like him. All right. So, do we? Are you guys? Uh, we're gonna do the news. Do you guys care to join us? Are you guys taking off? Um, Becca, I know it's a Friday. Last time, last time Daisy was like, "I gotta split. I gotta do some promos. Got, I actually gotta do a promo. Yeah, some some promotions." I guess taking thirty percent off the OnlyFans or something, <laughs> <laughs> or open this. Isn't it like you open your message and then there's like, here's a cash value to see this picture. <laughs> Oh, the pay-per-view? Absolutely. It's like one of the best ways to make money. I'm actually switching over to Frisk because uh, OnlyFans is un- in so much hot water right now. Okay. Yeah, right. that's what that's what uh, JC was, uh, was recommending. Oh. Remember, he was just like, why don't you just leave OnlyFans? I know, and uh, Daisy was not I mean, it's, it's really hard for it. us. Like, for those of us who have been doing it for a really long time, like I've been doing it for about a decade now, like that's your whole fan base you have to move. So it's... Wow. It's a complicated process. Like, gotta entice them to come to the mm-hmm. other platform. So that's so we we've I think I tried to ask that earlier, but like we've mentioned sex work like a million times, uh-huh. and I think that that's a pretty vague statement. I mean, not statement, just like phrase. And I think that's part of the reason why people kind of have that instinctive like instinct reaction to just dismiss it, but like. What does sex work encompass and like what is it? And is it just one sex thing? Is it a bunch of things? encompasses everything from full service sex work. I Which, don't think I have to explain that one. Oh boy, I was going to be like, <laughs> that's like actually having sex with someone. I don't think I need to explain that okay, one. Okay, cool. I figured it out. Um, doming subbing sessions, BDSM sessions would count as sex work. They don't necessarily involve having sex. Yeah. Cam girling, porn, OnlyFans, if you specifically tailor it to adult content, not all of OnlyFans is pornographic. Um, basically, anything that is of an erotic nature, specifically tailored towards adults, and monetize. monetize. There we go. I always mess that one up. So do you think it's a positive thing for all of those different, like activities or versions of it to be under one umbrella yes i am actually working on putting together the united states first national sex workers union which would allow sex workers to have access to um, sex worker friendly medical teams sex worker friendly lawyers sex worker friendly therapists which are all much much harder to find than one would think because of the issue surrounding legalization um what's that process like it's a lot of really really heavy research and a lot of reaching out to people in the industry and it can be really hard because it can be hard to know who to trust in the industry it's a pretty chaotic space why do you think that is i think it's because of the fact that it's criminalized um when you create that two-tier system of people who 
do it because they have to do it every single day to be able to eat and to be able to survive and to be able to pay the bills versus the people who can kind of lounge around a little bit with it. Do you think that you think that it attracts a specific type of chaos on, on both the customer end and the service provider? End? Yeah, I think it, it naturally is a service that is really taken over pretty easily by predatory people. I mean, you look at Ron Jeremy, you look at, uh, God, what's his name? Epstein. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Don't get me started on him. Yeah. You look at all these powerful people who have been caught doing it. I mean, yeah. if you legalize it, if you, le if, sorry, if you don't not legalize, if you decriminalize it, all of those people who are getting harmed have a chance to get help without also being persecuted. If you keep it illegal, when those people try to go get help, they are abused by police, raped by police, not believed by police, or arrested by police. And then they are either abused by their John or murdered by their John or their pimp. And it, all of all of it promotes these things. And when you when you have it illegal and you're pressing fines on a person who's already walking the streets to be able to pay their electricity bill that they just got their eighth red letter on, they're going to have to make really terrible decisions and make sacrifices that are dehumanizing just to be able to pay that fine through sex work. So you're literally perpetuating it. But it's the dehumanizing element the the way it's treated or is it the activity itself it's a, it has to do with socioeconomic oppression now in the system that we currently live in if you don't make a certain amount you don't survive right yeah well it's the same thing with sex work except it's by a daily chunk it's not like a month like most people it's not a week by week check yeah. for sex workers it's literally every day they set goals And they have to really think about what their money looks like and how they're going to spend it. It's very micromanaged. Well, I mean. Well, can I can I respond to that? Please. Okay. So, you know, as as a MGTOW, um, I I do think that, um, you know, It's, it's, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't walk down the street and be begged by who? What? Who's begging you? Be begged for 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 um, service? You know, solicitation. Oh, like like you're walking down the street and there's just like, a bunch hey, of like. Baby. Yeah. Does that happen to you often? You're getting catcalled. Um, right across dog, the street, actually here. Um, in San Jose on Monterey Boulevard all day long. Um, so, and I do think that that's sort of because it's illegal. So, um, but I also think that sex workers should be tested for STDs and sex workers uh, can uh, file taxes. And yeah, yeah we, we, we agreed on all that. Hold on. Everyone's agreed on all that. Yeah, but, yeah. But these, um, these well, chicks harassing so, you. So if we decriminalize sex work, it allows sex workers to have access to health care, to be able to get stable testing regularly done. And honestly, 
everybody, regardless of what industry they're in, should be getting tested regularly. That's just kind of a healthy thing to do. Uh, yeah, if they're having sex. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when I'm not having sex, I still get tested because some things lay dormant for a really long time. That's true. Mm-hmm. But y'all didn't know that. I, I knew that. <laughs> well, I've already had, I had one just this year. Yeah. Just because Look. they do that, you know. We just um, we just want to be able to do what we do without getting murdered. So if we decriminalize it, it gets us off the streets. I mean, because we no longer have to like. Well, I don't. I don't think that criminalization is is the answer. Decriminalization. I, I decriminalization. Uh, yes, I think that decriminalization would definitely benefit it. Um and 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 the men. You know, um, yeah, that's good. We agree. Men still uh, do suffer whenever they get um, sexually transmitted diseases, or uh, they get entangled with a pimp that robs <laughs> them or something. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things, um, but I definitely think there's a lot of women who who are completely arrogant um, to what is what is legal and illegal but wait we we agree we agree that it should be decriminalized right we did yes okay okay so if it becomes decriminalized what's the first thing you gotta do the first things that you have to do is you have to pay federal taxes on it most of us do yes okay that's good you know (laughs) i agree Um, because you're treating it like a regular job yeah, because yeah, it's a regular and job. And then, and then, states and localities have to be able to oversee this service, just like any other business. How would they do that? Would and they have like an inspector, like a like a deputized vaginal inspector? <laughs> uh, no, I just think it should be. Um, I, I think. I, I just think that that uh, they should be uh, clean, you know. <laughs> yeah, of- I hope they are. Are you inferring that STIs well, and STDs inherently make a person dirty? No, I have genital warts, but I I I wouldn't I wouldn't become an escort and give everybody genital warts. I mean, no, I just I- wouldn't do that. No, and most of us are very, very particular about safe sex, unless you're in New York where it's illegal to carry condoms. Well, it's not illegal to carry condoms. If you're carrying condoms, they can be used against you as evidence in court for prostitution. Oh. Doesn't matter if you're doing it or not. Wow. 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 That's, that's news yeah. to me. Wow. Yeah, I learned something. Yeah, today. so, like, it rises and brings up the rates of HIV, if you know, if you're out on the street and working, because do you – carry those on you and keep yourself safe or do you do get, you get arrested, arrested and shit and potentially raped and more you know like all right so i don't even know what we started talking about that we got to new york city <laughs> yeah. all right and their condom ban uh-huh but uh were we were did we did we find some resolution i do like the fact that we agree on it being decriminalized i think that we're just coming from different perspectives on the situation but it's a good thing to to find some common ground. 
<laughs> that, that was very diplomatic of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with that, I'll fucking, I'm going to start the news. If you guys stick around, you stick around. If you don't, you don't. My niece just got home. I'll check nah. you later. All right. All right. Peace, Becca. Bye. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. <laughs> peace. All right. Oh, we had a hard exit from everybody. <laughs> I'm still here, dude. I, I I need like a fucking uh, I don't know. I I need I I, I, I like started drinking every time I heard something that made me want to drink, and now like I'm fucking trash. I feel like I've been through some shit. I know, shit. All right. Anyways, that was good. News, He-Man, woman haters. Oh. I bet you don't know what movie that's from. No. That's for the listeners to comment and tell you how stupid you <laughs> Nobody going to know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. It's the fucking little rascals. Oh, okay, dude. Okay, Grandpa. Okay, okay Boomer. Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we're back to we're back to just a small crowd. All right. We still have Lane here. Who has <laughs> Lane been patient. Is still here with us. <laughs> she's, she's... Did you learn anything? I learned a lot. That's good. I know. I think I feel like I did too. I feel like at she certain points. Perspective. I really liked her. I liked your guys' interactions. They were good. I feel like I, I learned more than I wanted to learn. I'm sure the women listeners have enjoyed that entire segment. All of it. Every single bit of it. You enjoyed it. Yeah, you think so? I, I hope so. Otherwise. <laughs> I think so. That was that was the main demand. The the audience wanted more female presence. Who asked you for female presence, dude? Uh, family members and uh, friends. Close friends. Why? That's what we wondered at first, too. Why? I don't know. We just heard that uh, somebody say earlier that uh, women shouldn't vote. So, Who said that? I think uh, Becca said Becca, that. Becca said that. Yeah. It was a Becca good joke. Said... It was a base joke. <laughs> All right. So what, what, do you, what do you have, dude? Let's, get, let's power through oh, the news. Jesus Christ. I got here. Let me look at our famous run. How about this, dude? What? Well, what was on the news, dude? What is this shit? It's fucking Kyle Rittenhouse. Fucking. What's going on? Tell us what the fuck. Uh, a video came up recently showing oh him God. punching a girl, and everybody was all like, "You see? Yeah. He's a bad guy." He likes to beat up chicks. Yeah. Then you're just all like, you know, that was his sister, right? I don't know. He beat Would up you... his sister. Even worse. No, 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 no. He was defending his sister. Oh, so he was defending his sister. Yeah, we're in another situation where he felt the need to get involved. That's such a dynamic situation. I know. It's not as simple as... as And if you still have a problem with it, I put him on the same level of ground as uh, the pedophile, the wife strangler, and the the thief. The ones that are the quote-unquote victims. Yeah, but see, you know, I was thinking about the, the, the... the domestic violence guy, what if he got caught up in one of those, you know, you're unlucky, you're a guy now, so this chick called the cops on It you. could be that case. I mean, everybody was saying he's such a nice guy, mm-hmm. but then you bring up like, hey. Chicks are psycho. Look, I had a fucking. Look at this. Uh, actually, he had two separate charges. The one was a domestic violence and one was assault and battery. So Listen, I've very seldomly in my entire life ever felt like hitting anybody. Mm-hmm. I had an ex who, who really. <laughs> <laughs> Took you there? I mean, I never, I never hit her, but I was just like, oh, God. What would she do? Everything. Like, she was fucking nuts. It'd be like, like, oh, like, at a certain point, like, I didn't have a job. So it's like, oh, you know, what kind of man are you? You know, this will make people want to yeah. go their own way and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm going to have to check out these groups. They'd be like, oh, what kind of man? And then I'd get a job and, like, I'd be working all the time, making good money. And she'd be like, you're never here. 
what kind of man are you? Bro. <laughs> so, you know, shit like, shit like that, you know. Adjacent. please her. It's understandable. She, she was very, she liked to, like, just drill in, you know, like, you know, like, drill in. But it's, I mean, when you can't beat someone up, that's what you do, right? Like, I, she I, probably could have beat me if she was big as fuck. I like, you know, my limbs where they are, so I won't say anything relating to anyone I've dated and crazy <laughs> shit they've done. You busy? See, he sounds traumatized. He sounds like he's been hit by a couple of women. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> See, that's unfair, man. Anyway, so more about fucking abuse boys. What happened? With, what, what's going on with Kyle? That's oh. all. That's all you got with Kyle. Yeah, um, we're Kyle talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, he got the lawyer, um, Lewis, I believe the guy's name is. Okay. He represented Sandman in the case uh, against CNN. For that's the, the fucking. The 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 Nazi uh, teenage child that attacked the the Indian the, the elderly the American Native American. It's the smiles, yeah. bro. All right, that Colgate. So that's his lawyer. Uh, yeah. So who got who got banned for Twitter from for what reason? For I guess calling him a hero. All right. Wow. And yeah. what? And then the, the the gun never crossed fucking the border. I heard. So that. I. I this is one of the things with oh, the you're, fucking ta- you're reporting on out. things you've heard, bro. This is one of the things that comes out. You know, you got to take it with a grain of salt because sometimes it may not be true. But apparently they're arguing the defense is going to argue that the gun was not his, that the gun never crossed state lines. The gun was uh, uh, from the local militia group. So therefore, that federal charge basically is thrown out. Uh, and then the complaint. Oh, the 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 complaint. <laughs> the complaint that the uh, prosecutors drew up is basically like riddled with like self defense. Like, um, it it's riddled so much with like stuff that works for the defense that it was like almost written to get him off. In a sense, like they make um, reference to him being chased, uh, the quotes of "get him" and "fucking kick his ass." And uh, then there's a point where they bring up uh, the one gentleman who got shot in the arm. Uh, he was brandishing a gun. So they had put that in the report, too. So all those things, basically, uh, people are saying, like, it's going to totally help the defense. Oh, man. So you mean the white boy is going to get away with killing the skater and the bicep guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, oh, that's terrible. You're not you're... another day for which side are you on? Because you got to choose a side. I ain't fucking choosing shit. You ain't choosing shit. Fucking, I, I still think that you know you're gonna show up to a fucking thing and get a rifle. Like, I mean, I don't believe. I mean, I, I think part of him was hoping to shoot somebody. That's my cynical, you know, opinion on it. Where are you? Maybe on he way? wasn't. I did yeah. feel he was being attacked, though. So I mean, I don't know. Okay, I spaced out. <laughs> <laughs> out, out of Kyle you spaced out? That's good. You're probably yeah. better for it. A white boy shot a bunch of protesters. How do you feel about that? And three of them died. Loki, dude, I'm like super... I'm on a phase where I'm ignoring everything because it stresses me out. So I, I need to know like the full story before I can. Base. That's that's the most intelligent and thing e- I've heard. Even if you know, <laughs> even if you know all the details that are out, you don't have the full story. So it's actually no. like useless. Just the, just the kid shorting, uh, shooting up protesters. I think that sounds really uh, fucked up. Yeah, when you put it in that context, <laughs> and that's all it was. It was yeah. white supremacists running around with a gun shooting. That's people. what CNN be reporting. It's just because I seen like clips where it's like, oh, he was just defending. Like, I've just. Like seeing bits, but like I said, I've been like 
like blocking everything. I was like, that's good. That's smart. See, that's the way to live. That's the way you preserve your soul. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, because otherwise you you get your shit sucked out of your. <sighs> and then you follow along with other fucked up stories like this next one. Well, you know, speaking of fucking uh, children, violent children or oh, children, God. children being assaulted. <laughs> Yay! Um, apparently, yeah. Is that good? I think so. So apparently, a twelve-year-old was punched by a grown-ass woman for carrying around a Trump sign. Mm-hmm. Who was carrying the? The twelve-year-old punched and punched scratched. Him? A twelve-year-old yeah. boy tells Denver Seven he was attacked by a woman in Boulder for showing his support for President Trump while out riding his bike. Cars and bikes zipped down Folsom Street in Boulder. And on Monday, a 12-year-old boy went for a spin. I was riding my bike with my Trump sign. A yard sign reading Trump, hence, keep America great. I didn't want any conflict, anything. I just wanted to show what I believe in. The boy asked that we not use his name or show his face. He tells Denver 7 people looked and laughed. Sometimes I would put it between my arms just to have it there. But a woman driving a gray-blue moped took it a step further. He says she made a U-turn and came after him. And then she kept looking at me. Then she turned to me and then she said, hey, you want to see something? And then she just started hitting me. He used the sign to defend himself and tried to get away. She hit me in the head, the back of the head. She hit me in my arms. That's terrible. That's crazy. That's just like a, a chick on a moped up. just like turned around and just was all like, what? Started beating up that yeah. cat. Dude. dude, he's 12. Leave him alone. My Everybody man. has like you want to support Trump? That age, you know? Yeah, I know. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. You know, I wanted to represent my beliefs. <sighs> what? What the fuck is that about? She acts like he has the power to fucking vote. You know? She must think that too. she must think that any Trump supporter is like for you know, like a Nazi or like f- against immigrants and right. racists, like the whole thing. Oh, well, actually, I heard someone. You know, we had a guest, mm-hmm. a very special guest, mm-hmm. a, f- a a sister of the show, not even a friend of the show, a sister of the show, who came on and had opinions, very specific opinions about children and su- in support of Trump. Play it, play it. Oh, play the, f- the fuck. <laughs> What if it's a little Mexican kid with a mega head on and he's like, I would slap him across his head with a chocolate. Oh my god. What? That's child abuse. I know. It's all sorts of stuff. Oh, man made a reporter. (laughs) 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 I'm glad I never listened to things before they come on. We had someone come on and say they beat up a. They beat up a. Well. A kid, if they support Listen, they use very specific words, okay? They didn't want to beat him up. They want to give him a bow. A bow. Oh, yeah, it's better, you know, just smack him the fucking head. Just so you're saying that it's okay to smack him if he's a Trump supporter? I think it depends on the context. <laughs> because if he's just a stranger, you don't have the right to hit a stranger. But if it's your kid, you know how the dynamic works. You could yeah. smack him with a chunk So if it's your kid, him, you, you, know? could, you could smack him. I mean, that's, that's we should have asked Becca this question. I would slap him across his head with a chunkla. Pendejo. Por qué? She said See, that's it. how parents talk to their children. You don't do that to strangers. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's okay to smack your own children for supporting Trump, but right? Because then you can talk to not them, strange you know? children. I mean, that's at a what level principle. is it discipline and then abuse? Sometimes we need a fucking smack. Like I was the Face. type of kid, <laughs> I would not understand reasoning. I needed to get hit because I was that like, what? You think you would have been a Trump supporter though? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not. But I'm just saying, like, I I sometimes you need a smack. 
even if people want to say, oh my gosh, child abuse, sometimes we need a fucking smack. It is hard to, to dispute that. I mean, it's true. Some people no. do need yeah. to get smacked. Yeah. I was but just Trump, just for tr- supporting Trump, though? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what her reason even is. Even children? Like, maybe she was all like, you're helping killing my people. I just don't think that's an effective way of making them change their mind. It's just going to make them hate your side more. Yeah, that's yeah, true. there that's we true. go. And then that's they're going to be even more like, oh, see, fuck those people. They yeah. just see, evil, see, Trump blah, blah, blah. told me the truth. This... He told me these liberals would beat me up. Yeah, exactly. Or try and to they touch me. Reinforce their beliefs. The bow on this episode she just, she, is like so up. wide. All it's right. like the liberals are touching children one way or the other. Uh. Just beating them up or <laughs> trafficking. <laughs> Let me play clip three. <laughs> This isn't the first time he's been attacked for his political views. I was just shocked about what happened. But says it's the first time it sounds like an a adult. Bag. I'm feeling disappointed. I'm disappointed of the people right now. I mean, they're willing to attack anybody just because of their political views. Boulder police say the assault happened off Folsom Street and Glenwood Drive just before 2 p.m. The suspect is described as a white woman in her late 20s to mid 30s with blondish brown hair just past her shoulders. She was last seen wearing a tan jacket with a blue shirt and blue jeans. The boy's father wants to pursue criminal charges. I want to keep doing it, but it's right now, it's, since she did that, it's really dangerous for me. A danger, despite his freedom of speech rights. I'll respect her opinion, but she has to respect mine. That's true. You think so? I think that's pretty unreasonable. That's unreasonable. How dare you? Yeah. If you're a Trump supporter, we don't have to respect your opinions. Obviously, he was asking for it. Hey, yeah. you're asking for it. What was he wearing? That's what I want to know. <laughs> he was wearing a Trump sign. Yeah, he was wearing a Trump sign. <laughs> Probably had a MAGA hat on, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was like uh, little white kids smiling in their MAGA hats. Yeah, if you smile in a MAGA hat and you're white, you're going to get beat up, bitch. Oh, shit. Whoa! <laughs> It's what like, the fuck is my like, rundown, dude? I don't know. It's like gang atmosphere, if you really think about it. Yeah, he. you know, that kid should have joined a fucking gang, dude. You know? Oh. He would have been protected against the, the Karens of the world. Was it a Karen that beat him up, right? Yeah, right? We're assuming it's a Karen. I'm assuming I'm it's assuming a it's a blue I'm, hair. What's a blue hair? That's like a uh, overweight, angry feminist. With blue oh, hair. like, like, okay. Armpit hair. Sure. Yeah. Or... Dyed armpit hair. Yeah, dyed like, armpit hair. Anyway, so... what? <laughs> So Chicago gangs, yeah, he should have joined a Chicago gang. Came over here and shot people every weekend by the dozens. Um, they're forming a pact. Play the clip, dude. Let's stop the music. The man. federal intelligence alert obtained by the IT lays out a cabal of three dozen <laughs> gangs that may have formed a pact to shoot on sight any cop that has a weapon drawn on a person in public. FBI officials warning there is information that gangs may be following police and looking to film the attacks for playback on social media. What happened here in Kenosha a week ago is the kind of situation that gang members are said to be scouting. Police with their guns trained on someone. That is the warning in this FBI Chicago potential activity alert dated August 26th. So basically the gang said, fuck that. If we see a cop, we're going to fucking shoot him and see him draw the gun. Shit. Following them around and shit. Can you dig it? Oh my God, dude. Play clip number two, man. FBI officials here at Chicago Division Headquarters report that members of these gang factions have been actively searching for and filming police officers in performance of their official duties. 
the purpose of which is to catch on film an officer drawing his or her weapon on any subject and the subsequent shoot on sight of said officer in order to garner national media attention. I think it's bigger than a suggestion. Although not specifically commenting on the FBI alert, tonight Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown cites an overall sense of lawlessness and says that the danger to police officers is real and increasing. And I think 51 officers being shot at or shot in one year, I think that quadruples any previous year in Chicago's history. So I think there's more than a suggestion that people are seeking to do harm to cops. That's it, man. The gangs are going to get together <laughs> and start attacking the police. There's more of us than there are of them, man. Yeah. Let's get them. But this was so, so it was like a memo sent to the police departments from the FBI, I guess. I guess so. But play the third clip, which it was very anticlimactic. Warnings based on police intelligence, no matter how unspecific, are frequently distributed to law enforcement agencies, according to investigators, especially when they involve threats to officers. This alert from a contact whose reporting is limited and whose reliability cannot be determined, but circulated nonetheless. So basically, they don't even know where it came from or who's saying it, but... Sounds like Russiagate. All over again. They said, what do you think is going to happen, I don't know. Who's going to be the warriors? Who's going to take the blame? I think I think the uh, Osiris will rise. Do you think you think someone will actually go after some cops and shoot them, like set them up like that? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I think that there would be if they coordinated a plan. Then yeah. There's a chance that this is not even a real thing. No, there's a chance now that it's all bullshit. But I, it's COINTEL. On the on one of the weekends of the recent fucking protests and riots here i got yeah. a warning about it uh the, that weekend the people started looting in fucking downtown i had gotten a text message from mo the guy who put us on to the fire chief fire, fire chief. chief stand yeah and he's got it he's got his pulse or his his finger on the pulse oh shit but yeah that, that weekend he sent me a message that was actually a memo that was sent to the police saying that there was going to be violence in the city Oh. And the gangs were organizing to do something, but they didn't know exactly what it was. So stay inside. Wow. And then there was the people looting. The people looting showing up fucking three, four cars deep looting places. And yeah, it was well coordinated. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, thank you, Chicago gangs. Thank you, Chicago police. We love you. We appreciate Great. each and every one of you guys and your life choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't fuck with us. Yeah. I get along with both. Both. Yeah. Really, to be honest. Are you kidding me? I'm <laughs> sorry. Little angry guy. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, you know, talking about shit getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in a jetpack flying over LAX. Did he have a license? It's That's a, what I'm worried I, about. I don't know, dude. That's what I'm worried about. You gotta have a license. Play the clip, man. The FAA and FBI are investigating a startling report of what they're calling an airspace intruder, a man wearing a jetpack. The FAA says two airline crews reported the close encounter Sunday night approaching Los Angeles International Airport. The investigators are skeptical it was, in fact, a jetpack, but talk about a high-flying mystery in the skies over Los Angeles. Did two pilots really see a man with a jetpack at 3,000 feet? Then another jetpack sighting moments later from a Southwest pilot. 
I want a jetpack. I mean, it was super cool when you got it in San Andreas. I want a jetpack. Uh-huh. Would you get on a jetpack, Lee? I'm too scared of heights. Oh, really? It's okay. reasonable. What if it didn't go too high? What if you like hovered? Yeah, like two feet off the ground. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's Just fine. like stay yeah. close to the ground. Yeah, Just like enough... if I fall, like I'll be good. Yeah, we go. I would I even, I would even appreciate that. Just glide I'll... around two feet from the ground. I'd probably take it in baby steps. I'd first start like by the water and going up high, and then yeah, once you I fucking got drown. Your ass will drown with <laughs> yeah, your heavy probably, ass yeah, jetpack. Heavy jetpack. Like a fucking I idiot. guess I didn't think that through. Oh, so you're dead now. Oh, crap. I had one chance. Nope. Not right now. So, I mean, people saw a jetpack. There were pilots. I mean, pilots don't just fuck around. They're not just going to be like, oh, I saw a jetpack. These are high performance individuals. They're pilots. Yeah. That's pretty high, then. That's 30,000 feet from the ground or something like that. You don't just see a jetpack if you're... There's not a jetpack there. Dude, that's a real American hero right there. He made a fucking jetpack. Some, someone got a jetpack from somewhere. Play number two. Jetpacks like this one from L.A.-based Jetpack Aviation are not common. Only a handful of companies in the world make them, and they are not commercially available. The company says their technology was not involved. Jetpack Aviation CEO confirmed to CBS News he has been in touch with the FAA about the technology, but says their aircraft does not have enough fuel to get a person to 3,000 feet and back to the ground safely. They are loud, so it seems unlikely no one on the ground would notice it taking off, flying, or landing. And then there's this from the air traffic controller. JetBlue 23, he used caution. Person in the jetpack reported 300 yards south of the LA final at about 3,000 feet. JetBlue 23, we're heard. We're definitely listening. Only in LA. Only in LA. Only in LA for sure. Now investigators do believe the pilots saw something. They're just not sure it was a jetpack. The fact that there is no video that surfaced from the ground also makes them skeptical. But just what it is remains a mystery. It's a bird. It's a plane. Do you go Superman? It's Superman. Superman. The Uberman has finally come. I doubt it. No. I think it was a jetpack. Or a funny looking bird. I guess. Maybe a funny looking bird. Yeah, it's probably a funny looking bird. Maybe it was a kiwi. So I, I like... So so the third... So I, this was on like Today or... What is what is Gayle King on? I don't fucking watch TV. She was on that. And their, little, their comments at the end I thought were pretty interesting. So play the third one. I think it's interesting, guys. It remains a mystery if two pilots saw yes, it. I could see exactly. if maybe one, but two pilots saw it. Yeah. Why no one on the ground seeing it? That's yeah. a question. I don't know. Can you imagine if you're sitting in your seat chilling and you look out the, the window, window and there's a guy? Guy in a jetpack. You one of those things. Your eye, you think your eyes are deceiving you, but that's scary. That is very scary stuff. She's pretty hip. She said chilling. Chilling, dude. I know. For real. I know. For Sounds real. Sounds like Joe Biden. For yeah. real. So what? You think that's scary? A jetpack? Some dude in a jetpack? No, I could see that somebody probably took a prototype from the lab or whatever that they were, you know, working on that they have but, something similar and to modify it to fucking fly that high. That's a real American yeah, what is hero. That? It's probably nuclear energy. It's the only way that it could be based. Done. Hell yeah, it's the truth. Or it was just a funny looking bird. Oh, you know what this is? This is like the prequel to like the uh, superhero movie. You know, this is the reports of a man oh. seen flying in jetpack. Yeah. Then in like the montage of yeah. people, there's like the podcasters talking about it. Yeah. All confused. Bro, jetpack guy, bruh. Yeah. That's us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you jetpack guy. Yeah. 
can't anyway. wait till we get super villains. Hell yeah. So that's the news. That's it. That's all we're gonna talk about. Cause fucking. I know we had to cut it. I mean, yeah, there was there was some some uh, emissions from the news because we we really went to some strange places today. I did. I did. We did. You know, we talked a lot about sex workers. Uh huh. And you know, Mr. Ron Jeremy was mentioned a few times, just just cause apparently. Yeah. He's, he's one of those people. Okay. But he was recently he was recently charged with twenty more charges of rape he's like 20 more rapes Damn. or something like that and we we talked about him when he first got charged with all that stuff uh-huh. and it was like he was already gonna get like 90 years or something like that yeah i think he's pushing like 200 now it's pretty great oh consecutively i don't know <laughs> who knows he's like fucking 70 years old dude play play the first clip Adult film star Ron Jeremy is now facing additional sexual assault charges the criminal complaint was amended today against the 67 year old Charging him with 20 additional counts involving 13 women dating back to 2004. One of those incidents involved a 15-year-old girl. Jeremy was charged on the original sex assault charges back in June, and he is set to be arraigned today on the new counts. If convicted, he could face 250 years to life in state prison. (laughs) That's what's up, dude. 250 years? Are they, like, going to cryogenically preserve him? Like in fucking Demolition Man? I was going to say, like, you know how we talked about uh, the death penalty last time and Angie, my girlfriend Angie, was totally against it. And I I don't, I'm I'm not, definitely not against it. I mean, shooting squad is nice. I would, I would like to see the death penalty replaced only if we find a way to keep these dudes alive. Oh, and God. conscious. Oh, God. Indefinitely. Yeah. Imagine. Like, you're still alive and pumped to a machine. You're fucking hooked to a machine in 200 years. You still could, serving your time. You conscious. Argue, fully conscious. You could argue torture. No, it's you serving your fucking time. Torture. Okay, yeah. Try, like, the li- the rest of your life having been, like, a rape victim. Fucking Listen, the torture that that is. I think fuck. about human rights. Hell not. If we can't kill you, if we can't fry you, inject you with some shit, shoot you, hang you. Or electrocute mm-hmm. you, right? So the one, yeah. Uh, throw you off a cliff into the wood chipper, or decapitate you. Yeah. Is it a giant wood chipper? Whatever, human sized. I would like it to be as small as possible so that they gotta aim for it. Listen, I'm not getting stuck on that. If we can't do okay. any of those things, all right. I want you preserved and made. Be you. You'll be conscious the whole time. So you okay. do your hundred, two hundred and fifty years for Ron Jeremy. Yeah. In the in the yard with in all the, the fucking rest of the fucking inmates and shit just just living prison life That'd that that reminds me this is a little bit off topic but um this reminds me of this spy this mexican spy that infiltrated into this snark group uh-huh. and then when they found out they tortured his ass like they um tortured him with a machete and stuff but they put a lot of drugs in his system so that he yeah. would be conscious of the pain the entire time and they did some fucked up shit i think they even pulled out his arms while he was loaded on drugs so that he felt fucking everything. It's so we should do. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll pour out a 40 for that uh, Mexican spy. The Mexican James Bond. James Bond? I meet the one. Yeah, I meet the one. But, dude, yeah, that'd be great. If we could, if Ron Jeremy could actually do the whole 200 years of a sentence, just like preserved, that'd be fucking amazing. But. He probably can't. He'll no, probably like killing die. them, bringing them back to life, killing them again. You know? oh, wow. <laughs> See, that's a little more intense. I just wanted to let them just just be conscious the whole time and live. Just be conscious yeah. the whole time. Everybody they know dies. Be conscious of prison life and all the 
the yeah, things that happened yeah. during there. But then if we do prison reform and we let, we let these guys out and try to treat them, then that won't be worth it. Oh. And we'll execute them on the spot. Execute anyway, them. Play, play clip number two. I can't even remember what clip number two was. It's not news. It's some funny shit. Have you ever been with a man? No, I never did a guy. Oh. Did you do a girl God. with a guy? Well, yeah, and you know, there's once in a while if you're doing a girl and the guy's back there and you're both like, you know, waiting to do you take your turn, like if you're lying down and she's on you and he's doing doggy style sometimes. Uh, you know, once in a while, depends on the director wants certain positions, you know, the guy's, um, touch his balls bit. might bounce <laughs> you know, yours a little. You don't want to think about it. You think about the beautiful girl. She's looking at your face going, oh, Ron, I'm going to enjoy this one. Even. Love you. Ron, you say, Ron, you always have good luck. Ron, I just want you to, oh, no. Ron, I'm going to draw. I want you to pick up my pussy on that. I want you to explode all the Ron. So you just feel a little bouncing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, but you never did anything gay. And this is the other thing. Once in a while, it happens. And it's a very bad thing. When a guy lets go, he's on top and he's in the above position, down at the bottom, and he orgasms first. And it drips on her leg, down her leg, not to my knee. <laughs> and I'm going, listen, excuse me, uh, sir. You better wipe your children off my leg or I'm going to put them through college, you understand? <laughs> I thought you should hear that story. It's a good story. <laughs> I'm leaving. No, go ahead. That's it. We're done. Oh, that was fuck. a positive note, dude. Thank you. That's, that's a positive note this week. Our culture is in good hands. Everything's good, guys. Everything's good. That's it, dude. I love that. Fucking, it's been, it's truly been... A journey. Fuck. Quite something, you know. Uh, uh. I don't know how we're going to figure out the, the name of this episode, the art. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's been a... Sometimes there's just a really pissed off incel that's like, I'm going to report this page. I, we don't believe in reporting pages here on uh, Almost Positive. No. How about men and women? We call it men and women. Men and women. <laughs> men and women. <laughs> men and Come together. But Come like C U M. I forgot to. <laughs> wow, that's clever. Yeah, I forgot to ask Andy. Oh no, I forgot to ask um Toby if gay men are welcome. Oh, and on the make make your own way movement. Uh, I mean, we can have him on again and a little more focused on on the issue at hand. Like, no, but what better? And Andy a little more focused at the issue at hand. What, as well. what, what better way to avoid women than to be gay? You know. That, dude, Actually, if Andy you want to go your own way, you should be gay. You can't avoid a woman, regardless. Know, it's, it's like lesbian women every, can't avoid They're men. fucking everywhere, dude. What's this fucking women everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so, man, i really uh, like to thank everyone that came on. Go the fuck down so I can see what the fuck I'm supposed to say here. You should know by memory. Nah, fuck that, dude. I'm not that good. It's supposed to be authentic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, did anyone say where we could find them? I don't think we... I don't think anyone wants to be found. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them. Um, do you want to be found, Lane? No. No? Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's a good idea. That's smart. Um, so, we could be found. Find us. We're all, we're respo- we'll take responsibility for everything that happened here today. Yeah. We, don't, we might not agree with it, but it's all our fault. So, you're welcome. And sorry. But uh, you can find us on fucking Facebook at almost positive instagram almost.positive.podcast and twitter at the underscore real almost that one's hard to get through right there don't stop and all the streaming services that matter spotify apple podcast google podcast stitcher tune in and pocket cast and if that's too hard if you don't know how to subscribe to streaming services just go on our website simple Almost positive. Oh my gosh. Listen, bitch, I'm trying to do a plug here. 
almost positive dot online. And um, no dot com. No, is overrated, dude. Yeah. Oh wow. And we dot com was taken by one of those people that just they buy website names and you have to buy them off of them. So almostpositive.com Suck my dick Yeah they can suck my dick <laughs> It's one of the downfalls of capitalism But we love you capitalism But anyway Fucking hit us up on the hotline Leave us a voicemail If you have a complaint Any questions You want to talk to HR uh, You need to get in touch With some sex workers We got you on that too now Fucking Thank you I really needed I needed that <laughs> That was helpful But uh, hit us up at 312-715-7587 and uh i mean shit this is we had a full house we had an extra full house today it was big it was a big house it was hard to get everything in in, in line but we had a full house so this is fucking sir rollington for van rollington for lane for andy for becca sin and toby nixon that's his last name right toby nixon i believe so it's a fucking badass name i mean uh, if I could pick a name, I'd be that one probably. It would be, yeah. Uh, saying, keep an eye to the sky and ear to the ground. Stay vigilant and be kind. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay. Thank you for coming. Peace. Well, the factual feminist verdict, modern life is a complicated mix of burdens and benefits for each sex. Men and women enjoy distinctive advantages and face distinctive challenges. So if men have to check their privilege, then so do women. But why play this game? Why do so many activists want to promote gender resentment and divisiveness? Men and women are not two opposing teams competing for some trophy. We are in this together. Our fates are intimately connected. If you love me, my man, I love you, homie. White, black. Male, female, straight, gay, I love you and ain't shit you could do about it. Oh. Ooh, tell me something, Luann. Do you know what a palm reader is? Hmm? I asked you a oh, question. Cut it out. Yeah, I know what a palm reader is. Well, I'm a tit reader. I can look at a pair of tits and tell a lot about a girl. Take off the top. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? To license it.